Hi, welcome back to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Matt. My name is BJ. Hi, I'm Luke. Okay, it worked that time, I think. <laughs> I think so? Yep. No, it, it was. Yep. It was. I, I had it. Oh, my. So, we, we started, and we were, we were pretty good, but uh, you, you, you missed BJ Spunk, is what we're getting at. Right. BJ Spunk was like He had the energy the to kind of mm-hmm. kick me into gear of like, okay, let's podcast. Yeah. Let's but talk. we're back we're back for sure. And as BJ had said that y'all don't get to hear, this is the year in review. All the games that came out that we played or talked about or the highs didn't and come lows. out that we played for the first time. Yeah, yeah. that too, because there's I know BJ's have has a lot that he can talk about. Yeah. Most of what I've been playing did not come out this year. And then the <laughs> other game that I'm playing is a game that came out on the PSP. Yeah. Well, and then mentioning, you know, again, yeah, the to us, came out this it'll year. be, you know, what I said before, but is that I think it's it's great to look at a year and not judge it by what's just at the Game Awards. Yeah. We had mentioned Cyberpunk and, like, how that next-gen update pretty much was the breath of life it needed. And then Edge Runner's coming out as well, and just which I'm still pretty sad that I knew Arcane was going to win. I knew Arcane because just because the League of Legends community is too fucking big. Yeah. Speaking of things that weren't at the Game Awards, shout out to Xenoblade Three. I mean, it was at the Game Awards, just didn't win anything. Well, you would never know because they didn't recognize it for anything at all. Xenoblade Three was, I would say, is probably the best Switch game of the year. I didn't play many Switch games exclusively. Like I didn't play. I played part of Xenoblade. I didn't play... What was the other like big Nintendo one? Wasn't it Splatoon? Or, I didn't play Splatoon. Kirby, Forgotten Lands. Was that this year? Yeah, it was Fuck. early. Yeah. Kirby usually right. comes out around like March. Yeah, so I... I Bayonetta so 3. I lied, I did play Kirby. So I did play a little bit of that. Kirby and I, was and great. I, I beat Bayonetta 3, but I would still put Xenoblade even just above those. Although Kirby, Kirby close second. That was a really well-made game. I had a really good time with Kirby. Pokemon did Legends Arceus. Did you touch uh, Xenoblade at all? Like... Anymore? No, the the level like it's I don't okay. want to play a long hundred hour like even though Persona four three four and three are coming out tomorrow, I'm like oh sick and I have I'm, I, uh, uh, Switch and Xbox okay I ha- and I have them pre-downloaded on my Xbox but like the I don't have I don't want I don't want to play them like I want to play them but I don't want to sink a hundred hours into them is what I'm probably getting at um maybe if it was on the, maybe if I buy them on the Switch I will do it but even then. Like, I just, I think just because of how, like, busy I've been. Like, thankfully, my, I'm not working, like, 40-plus hours right now, but I just, the idea of getting into a 100-plus-hour RPG does not sit well with me. Yeah. Like, Yakuza's different, because you can probably mainline that story if you want to in, like, probably 30 hours. Not five. Five is going to take a while, but... I'd say 40 is the average. And, like, that, that I'd be fine with. I like, think I'm already at, game. like, 49 right now. I spent a hundred and zero. Yeah, zero is zero is the, in my opinion, the easiest one to get lost in because of the dedicated mini games and each one has. Side story is amazing. Yeah, one when you get to Kwame one, those side stories are kind of weak, but that's just because they took all of one's side stories and just put them in this one. Yeah. Speaking of which, Matt, uh, have you and Carmen done the one where you meet Dojima's son? No, the little boy. The little, the one, the video game one. Uh, no. Well, where he's trying to get Dragon Quest Nine. I mean, sorry, uh, Ogre Quest, whatever or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you, he like calls you to the batting cages at one point to hang out. Oh yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure because that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it was like didn't seem like a big side quest because like you just like 
you hang out with them and then Most you're like at the end the, of it the important thing is to realize that they have a good relationship and Kiryu is like his role model yeah okay good to know I got no speaking of side quests that is recurring I sent B- BJ this fucking snapchat which he was already asleep by then I think but I was, I was snapping like uh, Yakuza 3 shit and I, I got to the point where there was like this not mandatory side like you could skip it if you wanted to but it was like on the way to what I was doing and it's these two people that are so in love. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I, I was like, eh, this is familiar. Like, I, I think I remember how this ends. They get married, right? And I got to it, and the girl's like, no, uh, I can't. We can't do this. He's like, why not? I love you so much. It's because I'm your sister. And I, and I was like, oh, I fucking forgot the incest plotline happened. And like, I sent BJ that Snapchat at like th- four in the morning. Just like, what the fuck? I forgot this was here. It's like I think it's isn't it Yakuza one, two, and three all have that like little side story. Yeah. yeah. So there's this. It's a sub story. I think in one and two where you just meet these two lovebirds and they're like oh they're On a so roof. In love. yeah they're so in love in and one like, in one and then in two and then it the final finale of it's in three. I believe is, is do they bring it back in four BJ. Okay yeah so it's it's just for the first three. And you just, it's literally just these two, this couple that's in love. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is really cool. Whatever. They're, they're weird because they're like super like lovey-dovey. And Yakuza 3 is aggressively horny about introducing this minigame because they give a full dedicated cutscene to it of the girl's ass as she's playing in the water. And I was like, But oh, this whole ongoing plot is that she's manipulating him and just taking him for all of his money. And then you have to gaslight him into not killing himself. Yep. Three times in a row. <laughs> and then you find out the reason she's been doing this is because she just wants to spend time with her brother. Because it's, it's actually Whoa, her brother. That's really weird. Yeah, no, and I was like, I was like, oh my, like, because I, I had f- completely forgotten this, like, the end of the su- of this subquest. I was like, oh, it's just, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, we just got to tell him not to kill himself again, and they'll just be right as rain. And then I was like... She's like clearly hiding something, and like it didn't click until I saw the. And of course, it's voice, so she goes, "You're my Oni Chan or whatever." And I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot." But also, they've definitely had sex. Oh, like, no, honey, they kissed and had sex. Times. We don't know when she when she found this out. In 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 the span of 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 the first game and this game, we don't know when they found it out. But yeah, that's, I think it's a lie. <laughs> what that she's not. I, yeah, I think she's just trying to get him to stick around so she can keep using him. Well, here's the thing: we don't we don't know. You think it's a lie that, that they're not siblings? Yeah. Okay. Well, who knows? They may, but it may be, or it could be. Um, we don't know because they didn't follow up on four. So. Well, let's. Uh, I bet they're in six. Dude, that'd be so fucking funny. Just we find out they actually are siblings, but they're both. But the dude's still combating the fact that he's like, I still love her, and it's weird. <laughs> I think we should transition. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's not another Yakuza podcast. I mean, we're going to... Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Well, well, if we get spoiler, we'll just tell you to leave the room for a bit. No, I think I think, <laughs> I think overviews are perfect. Um, but, I don't know, there's been there's been a lot of... There, the I didn't... A whole year of, of video games. It's, it doesn't it's, feel like this year, but Pokemon Legends Arceus came out this year. Yeah. Like, I forgot they did two mainline Pokemon games in one year, which is stupid, but... Yeah, Legends Arceus was, like, realistically the shot in the arm the Pokemon franchise needed, and they should capitalize on that and not do what Scarlet and Violet did. I agree. Because that game was amazing to play. 
it, and, it, and it was short enough. Like, that's the thing is I don't, I understand why they do it because of all, like, the merchandise and shit, but, like, you don't need all 1,000 plus Pokemon or however much you do, like, which is 800 plus. Legends Arceus had, like, 500, maybe? Maybe a little less than that? It's not even that. It's, like, yeah. 250. Yeah, I and I and it worked better because all the Pokemon moves were way better. The animations were better. The Pokemon, like, looked better. And it's realistic that you can finish it. Like Look, the Pokedex. One of the biggest things in, in that game for me was... Matt, have you ever seen, like, a Pokemon game where, like, when it says, oh, this person's using Tackle, and then they just kind of move up two feet, and then a, an animation hits the Pokemon? Yeah, like, Sword. Yeah, in, in, in Legends, because everything's in the open world and they're right there, if your Pokemon uses, like, Slash, it will move up to the Pokemon and Slash at it. If they use Bite, they'll go up to it. And it still has those weird animations applied to it, but the Pokemon will move to attack and not just stand in a place and have a idle animation. Yeah. Like, they actually went out of their way to make this game feel a bit more lived in. The Pokemon walking around in areas, like, these Pokemon are clearly a family. Like, uh -huh. it's it's the evolved form looking after the de-evolved form of it. And, like, this is their little spot. And if you run up, the, the bigger Pokemon's gonna fight you, the other ones are gonna run away. Like, they, it's it's little things like that yeah. that make it so much more fun to play because of how alive the world felt. Yeah. I and love that game. Yeah, I forgot that game came out this year because it, like, it, was, it was January, did right? Did Zero Builds so. in Fortnite come out this year, or was that last year as well? It was last year. Okay. We mostly played it this year, though, so I'm going to just mean, put that in perspective. I mean, yeah, I mean, we played a lot this year. And they've done a lot this year that makes it even better. Hey, the new chapter came I out mean, this year. I mean, so I just think fine. it's incredible... As much as I, I do have a lot of resentment towards uh, Epic about Rocket League, what they have done to keep that game evolved and like relevant and fun is incredible. I, I will yeah. say this as someone who... I have a friend who plays Destiny 2, but I don't. But Fortnite and Destiny 2 are probably the only two live service games that like give you content that's like worth your money. Versus like everything else, like even Modern Warfare 2. Like I play Modern Warfare 2, but I'm not buying battle passes. I'm not doing much of that just because it's not worth it. Like if I see a skin in a shop that I think is worth it, I'll buy it. But like, I I could care less about the battle pass. I could care less about the freebie shit they're giving me. But Fortnite, every like Fortnite just feels good. Like every time I play it, every time I'm I'm like any I never feel like I'm wasting. I mean I probably am wasting my money, but I never feel like it when I'm like buying a battle pass or buying a skin bundle or whatever it always feels like oh cool this this monetization feels fair yeah considering the game is free and then it just feels good like as as a third person shooter like i'm like this actually feels really good which makes sense epic was the, one of the creators of gears of war which is like the really? king of that third person yeah uh was his name Cliffy Cliff Blazinski? I think it was like yeah, the Cliffy B. Cliffy B. Yeah. Cliffy B. I don't know if he was he was the creator of Fortnite too, or if he was like part of that. But I know he was part of them, part of Epic when Gears was a was a thing. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah. No, it makes makes a lot of sense. Like Fortnite I mean, I haven't even work. touched Modern Warfare two, even though I loved Modern Warfare one, but I didn't play Warzone. Like, I mean, maybe maybe like fifteen games of Warzone. It, it's fun. But, but I played I it just for the multiplayer, you yeah. know? Um, I, I, it was fun. I definitely think Warzone... I don't know. It's not keeping my attention as much as Model for One did, but... Well, it's, I think it's so interesting, like, 
compared to if we just look back to the original Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, kind of the hype around, and and maybe there was that same amount of hype, but it just feels a little bit different. Call of Duty's like launches these days. Modern Warfare 2 coming out was still Call of Duty not there wasn't the burnout yet. Well, I like, just, it just still feels like I don't know. It, to me, it it feels different. Like the game is, it's not what it was anymore. I mean, it's a it's an antiquated model for releases, and they just are not doing anything like groundbreaking with them anymore. But then you know, but then you think like, how groundbreaking can you be before you break the mold of what Call of Duty is? Well, I mean, the fact that the biggest launch in in the past like decade has been the rebrand of Modern Warfare because everybody was so sick of the fucking future shit and the past shit. It was like they did, they did a World War II game going back to roots, and people were like, "Okay, cool." They did Advanced Warfare and Infinite Warfare, and no one cared. Black Ops Three, it was like, "All right, more exosuit shit." Black Ops Four was a battle royale, and no one no one gave a fuck. But then Modern Warfare comes out, and they're like, "Oh shit." Price is back. We got soap back. Everybody's back. It's a new retelling of the shit we love. Plus, it's Infinity War doing the the game. And they're probably like the... I would argue they're the best when it comes to all Call of Duty shit. Because Treyarch has kind of gone downhill, in my opinion, since Black Ops 2. They have not, in my opinion, put out a really good Black Ops or any Call of Duty game since then. And I think, that, I think Black Ops 2 was the peak. And it's dipped since... And Modern Warfare 1 was the rise again. And then Cold War and Vanguard dip again. Modern Warfare 2 is another rise. But I, I, I don't think you're ever going to get to that peak that the Modern Warfare trilogy and Black Ops 1 and 2 had. Yeah, I, I just don't think Call of Duty's there anymore. I, I just it's People buy it, and, and it's it's the number one selling game of the year all the time because it's the, it's the popular game. But I just don't... I mean, I guess... I'm trying. Maybe it's that I've changed. Well, no, I think it's 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 definitely not just you. Like I I still I'm playing Modern Warfare 2, and I still can argue that yeah, you're right. This doesn't feel like peak Call of Duty. It feels better than or what that, we've been getting. Maybe just that Call of Duty is not is not funny just for me. I mean, it probably helps. It probably doesn't help that like other like FPSs have come out to prove that you can do better shit. Titanfall 2 alone. Oh, was man. so good. Titanfall three, Doom, yeah. D- Doom coming out and just showing, yo, you can do some really cool shit with an FPS that's like action heavy. It doesn't have to be that iron sights, slow moving linear corridors anymore. Um, even fucking uh, Halo Infinite when it dropped, like the fact that it, I mean, yeah, I had so much fun. When yeah, it dropped. and Same. fucking Forge coming out now has been a, honestly the best like needle in the arm it needed because I've been playing some custom shit and it's really? insane. I saw somebody do a full, uh, what's the, um, the Skyrim, the winter, white winter run? hold, white run, white run, yeah, white run, a full white run map. In That's it. insane. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. I've seen some crazy maps that people have made. Bro, someone made Andy's room in Toy Story 2, which is like the fun. I'm like, God, that's so good. Apparently the new forge is straight up just a game engine, like a game engine toolkit. It's not like a, here's your assets that we can, you can plug in your own assets. It has to be under the T rating though. So that's the thing. It, it has to be like manually reviewed by whatever or something. Because like, if if Forge lets you do whatever, the game has to be bumped up to M rated. So it has to be T rated stuff. But you still the creativity is there. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I think you're right. Call of Duty has just kind of. It's not been like the people who are playing it are the people who are diehard COD fans, 
and then you have the general public who will probably pick it up play the campaign play multiplayer yeah and i don't think i don't see a lot of like new players like getting in like or that young crowd of like you know the young crowd is playing warzone people waiting outside of gamestop or best buy and like flooding best buy when when like you know i mean to be fair nobody's at gamestop anyway no but it's that same i don't know but that, I mean, that those young same cr- people that are playing it now were the same people who did that back then. That young crowd is playing Warzone. They're not buying Modern Warfare 2. They're going to get Warzone, and then they might buy Modern Warfare 2 for skins. But they're not playing the campaign. They're not going to do much multiplayer. They just want to play a Battle Royale that's like in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. That's And that sucks for COD. I mean, good for them they have Warzone, but like... You know what the... I mean, it's it, it, the thing is, it's still the best-selling fucking franchise ever. Because, like, if you look at the top-selling games, Vanguard is one of the worst-rated Call of Duty games, yet it was the number one-selling game in 2020... What? 2021? It was the best-selling. So, like, they clearly... They're clearly still doing something right. They still have their their day, their day ones, but... Like, I think, I think you're right. I think the hype of Call of Duty is gone. I also think it's pretty easy to be the best-selling franchise of all time when you release one to two games a year. Mm-hmm. For 20 fucking, years. <laughs> fucking look at Pokemon. It's always the best-selling Switch game ever, all the time. Yep. Except Mario Kart 8 and Animal Crossing. That still beats them, I think. Yeah, Mario Kart is the one that everybody buys with the console, which should be Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. Yeah, it should be, but Mario Kart's the one that everyone can play. Yeah, you can put your fucking baby on there and they can win. They'll probably win 50. They'll probably win the mirror mode, 150cc. They could win 150cc if you keep on that uh, drive assist. I, dude, I didn't know that was on for the longest time until I was like, how come, I'm like, I'm not falling into pits as much as I used to. And then I, then I saw that was the thing I turned off and I'm like, oh no, we're back. We're back to normal. Yeah. That's another thing that came out this year. I think the, the DLC for Mario Kart. Yeah. Which shocked me. Far too little, far too late for yeah. me. I mean, they're good. And I, I do like the, taking the, the world tour ones that are on the app. And actually making full-fledged maps of them. Yeah, that that's that definitely cool. needed to happen because that those feel like new maps for me. Everything else, there's yeah. like New Donk City, all this new stuff from like Odyssey and everything that we're not in the new Mario Kart. But I, I think it's time that we just get Mario Kart Nine. Take all the tracks that you have from this one, just port them over. Do a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for Mario Kart. Literally keep everything. The characters in eight are trash. I want like take all any character that has ever appeared in a Mario Kart. Put them in Mario Kart 9, and then give every track that's ever been, put it in there, and then just have the definitive Mario Kart racing game you can make. And then have and then have that one be the one that you resell and make DLC for. Yeah. But, yeah, this year, um, something pretty big happened for me. I got the Steam Deck, obviously, and that opened my gaming world up. Started playing some stuff that I never saw myself sitting down to play what when you got the steam deck what was like your first few games like your first dip into things because i know zero was a while the first thing that i played on it was sonic adventure dx Mm -hmm. because i was like i fucking love this game and i know exactly how it's supposed to play so i was like this will be a good point for me to like did you do the full dx content or just the original all the dx stuff and um i finished it it was great and uh I think that's definitely going to be the way that I go back to it from now on instead of having to plug in my Wii and do all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did that. I played Sonic Adventure 2 on it. Um, 
While I was playing Sonic Adventure 2, I was also working through Devil May Cry 5 again, which was a great experience. I'd never played as Virgil before. So how like if you compare all the characters you've now played as you do you play four special edition with Lady and Trish too? Uh, I never played four special okay. edition. I only had four. So of the characters you play, which would be Dante, Nero, Virgil, and V, of those four, like where do you rank them all as like difficulty, fun to play, all that stuff? I definitely think that Dante is the most difficult for the combos, but um, he also is the most to his kit. Yeah, which makes it harder for me because I like to. No, because ex- I'll I'll switch a weapon and I'll be like, all right, I'm on this weapon, and then my combos will start going down because I'm not switching, but I'm already hard set on this weapon's combos. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a little harder for me to play Dante. But um, next up on the rung is going to be Nero. Nero has a lot going on, but not quite as much as Virgil and V for me. They definitely add it. I would you say. Nero before the Devil Breakers or Nero with Devil Breakers is, is better for you? I think with Devil Breakers is better for me. Um, that added a lot of variety, and then uh, it actually made me care about what I had equipped for missions and stuff. Um, and I genuinely like using them, but, you know, V is the perfect playstyle for me. I loved Astral Chain, and V is pretty much just that with three guys at once. And then Virgil, I think, is the best of both worlds for, like, all three of them. He's got pretty much the good Dante weapons that I like to use. But there's a gauntlet and a sword. Yeah. And uh, he's he's just fast and cool, and his combos are easy and smooth for me. And then um, his Devil Trigger stuff is really appealing, too. His uh, judgment cut, pulling that off... Especially if it's the last thing to mm. use and seeing the slow-mo happen as, ah. Oh. I used to go into Bloody Palace just to try to do that a couple times. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think Bloody Palace is probably my favorite thing any game is put into their, like as their, all right, you beat the game, now goof off. It is some of the best. Just, just having like just a continuous hundred floor, both enemy rush and boss rush of just like, all right, you know how to play this game. You have your full kit unlocked. Fucking use it. Yep. It's so good. But yeah, I I played Devil May Cry, and then a sale started, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'll just buy Yakuza Zero. And, and uh, he hasn't stopped <laughs> since, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm How, on, actually, no, until like I got him his Christmas present, he... It's just been Yakuza but since... But now, the past couple days, you've been playing uh, Crisis Core. But I've been like switching off between them. So like, what do you remember the like the month you got zero? It was around. It was like the time that I got the Steam Deck. So I want to say like October? October, November. So and there was like the autumn sale going on then. So and BJ has had the Steam Deck. Roughly, I want to say I'm going to say October. So let's say you got it in October. So let's say November, December, January. In three months, I'm going to say three months. You have gone through zero Kiwami, Kiwami two. Three and four, and you're playing five currently. I'm almost. Uh, you're not. You're probably two fifths of the way yeah, through. I was say. <laughs> and what an incredible fucking ride! Like, I wasn't expecting anything at all, at all. I just wanted games to play on my new machine, and then I got Yakuza Zero for literally five dollars, and I started playing it, and then I got to the end of like chapter three. And then I went back and I bought the rest of the series for five dollars. <laughs> and it's like zero is the perfect starting point. We've said this many times, but starting with Kiwami would not have kept me interested 
Like, it's just a Kiryu story, pretty much. All the characters from Zero get ruined. Um, really? Yeah. Well, it's, you'll see. You'll see, but like, it's it's in a way of like Zero. Well, so I kind of understood how like Majima kind of gets ruined in Kiwami. Well, Majima is actually stays pretty consistently good. But you don't he's, get it. You don't get him like you do in in Zero. It, yeah, it's he's putting on the persona in Kiwami. But it, there are also moments where you can see past it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in th- I would say point. in three specifically, Majima's whole thing of he he gets it's probably the dark, the, the lowest he's been since Zero in the series. And I because I remember seeing Majima. There's there's a point where you know when Majima switches because in three he's wearing a black suit with a red tie, <gasps> and then there's a point where Not he puts the leopard no print. no no. There's a point and where he's the, really depressed. Yeah. There's a point where the lever prick comes back on and it's dame, Majima dame. again. And you're like, let's fucking go. It is, it is, I'm so hyped to get to that part again, too. I'm just waiting for the truck to come barreling through. Yeah. But, like, Majima's probably the most consistent character in the series. Like, he gets his serious moments. He gets his, like, honestly, really heartfelt moments. But he's also, he's the highlight of every game when he just comes out to play for just even five minutes. You're like, let's fucking go. I, uh, I recently, well, I mean, just to, you know, follow up on that thought, uh, Zero changed everything about gaming for me. Kiwami was just more Zero. It kind of felt like an epilogue to Zero for me and until, like, the last couple of chapters. And then Kiwami 2 just changed everything. Um, it's definitely, like, the second best game in the whole series for me right now. And then 3 is 3. Four is fucking incredible, and then five is shaping up to be more four, which I'm totally fine with. And uh, what else was I gonna say? I don't remember. Yeah, you, you pretty much got it. And, and I think what's what's great about it is that you're not anywhere close to being done either. Yeah, like he's I've got, still got a shitload of content. That's crazy. He's got all of five left, which I'd say was like three more. Ishin comes out in literally like four weeks. Yeah, Ishin soon. He's got Yakuza Six. That's going to be exciting because I could just jump into that and not exactly. It doesn't. That's, it's all just character models. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one because that's one we could all play and it'd be like, oh, sick! We're all playing this one. We're all enjoying it. We're also going to have cool. a good time with Tears of the Kingdom. Oh God, dude! We're not even going to record. We're all just going to be sitting around the chill zone and yeah. on our switches. That's going to be a fun one. You still and you still got the Judgment games and technically Fist of the North Star if you care enough, but. That you're gonna have your you're gonna have a lot. I'm not going to the North Star. I know it's not on Steam, so it's fun. I, I on PlayStation. Yeah, that's that one's probably one I don't think is ever gonna leave PlayStation. That one's like I think aggressively a PlayStation game. Yeah. Plus licensing for that because it's it's an it's a it's not Sega's own IP. It's based on a manga. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Um, I've been watching retrospectives on the PS2 games on YouTube. The guy that's making them aggressively hates Kiwami and Kiwami 2 because he thinks that they ruin the vibes of the PS2 games. And uh, he, there was one point that he made about Kiwami 2. What the fuck was he saying? It, I think it was something about Ryuji's boss fight not feeling good. And I was like, bullshit, dude. I don't know what the fuck you're on, but that was amazing. I still think it's one of the best boss fights in the series. But yeah. I, I I think in in the whole series, 
the some of the best boss fights is still Zero's final boss. Judgment's final two bosses. Lost Judgment's final boss, and even though it it is the most out of nowhere, what the fuck thing for me at least, fives. Those those four are probably my favorite of the RGG Studios boss fights. Four's boss fight is like it's like four different ones, though. Yeah, but it's it's not because it's a boss fight. It's because of everything that happens right before the boss fight is why that one is one of the best. Mm. Thematically, I think Fours is one of the best for sure, just because of what it means for every one of those characters. Because it's finally like, okay, Kiryu's the guy that knows what's going on. He's the man in charge and not just having to fight some guy that kidnapped his daughter or whatever. They they did a good job with Four in that, because, like, Tanimura is clearly the... Fi- to me, Tanimura is kind of like... The rookie in over his head, who's the hotshot. Akiyama just wants to be left alone. And Saijima is the fish out of water. And Kiryu is the pro. I have to ask, does Hana show up in 5 at all? Yeah. In Akiyama's story, I believe so, yeah. Thank God. I know... Well, yeah. I know she does in Dead Souls, which is hilarious. Oh, nice. Um, but and it's it's so funny. There's a moment where she's just bundled up in a corner as you're shooting zombies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she says with five. I, I believe so because I think you can karaoke with her. I think. I hope so because I think that's the best route for Akiyama to take. Of course. But um, yeah, I I fucking love those games. They changed my life, and I'm still on that journey right now. And then recently, I started playing Crisis Core, which I played literally last year at MTAC. And uh, seeing the difference between the actual PSP version and re-whatever they call it. Reunion. Reunion. Um, fucking night and day. It feels like a completely different game. How, like, so, in Watch, so, I think I had texted you this, and, like, when I started Crisis Core again, I got emotional by just, like, seeing all this shit again and, like, hearing the lines again. and Seeing, seeing the title screen, like, <sighs> almost made me choke up. With that little piano riff that it plays, I literally was staring oh. at it. I think I sent you a snap, just going, "Bruh, the music!" And I was like, I was legitimately like tearing up, just like, "Oh fuck, oh my gosh, yeah, Ugh. it was fucking incredible." And I wish they would do that with Birth by Sleep, but I know they never will. I mean, it got uh, ported. Yeah, they That's- ported the Japanese final mix that was also on the PSP, which is as good as we'll get. Well, didn't uh, what what did they add to that final mix? A little off topic. I never played it on the collection. I just remember playing Break by Sleep for there's PSP. Uh, all the secret bosses are not in the original game. So um, was there any ad- added worlds or anything? Because I remember there there was supposed to be a Jungle Book world at one point. Yeah, they you can still access the files for that, but um, they never implemented it. Okay. Uh, they didn't add any worlds, but they did add new bosses. Okay. Like um, in the arena mode. Uh, they added Monstro as a boss, where you're on oh, this sick. tiny little speck of land while Monstro is, like, trying to fucking eat you. And it's it's a really cool boss. But, um, yeah. I, I need to go back through and play those this year, because I've been itching to do it. And I have them on my Steam Deck now. The portable versions that don't suck ass. No, the PS3 versions. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Because I, I was going to say, the... That's one thing that came out this year that was a complete shit show was the Kingdom Hearts cloud versions. Yeah, which I, oh, for the I Switch, wanted, I, tr- I desperately try to forget those. I guess it it sucks too because like those would work really well if you had the internet provided. Because like I know for the Resident Evil series, I think it's a great way to put two, three, Village and Seven on the Switch because those will not run on that fucking system. 
Like the RE, like maybe they could. The RE engines seems to be very adaptable, but to have them in the presentation they're in, I don't think they they would work. But for Kingdom Hearts one through Birth by Sleep, absolutely will fucking run on the Switch. Yeah, three maybe. Like I can see that you might have to downgrade, and you might just say fuck it, we'll just do it this way. But come on, I mean three is very like. There's a lot of cell shading. I mean, it's an Unreal Engine. You can downgrade. Like, it would work still. Fuck yeah. It, it would be so easy. But and they use, actually, in the... Um, uh, what's it called? The the Melody of Memories. <laughs> Mammograms? Um, yeah. They <laughs> use the Kingdom Hearts 3 Sora model in the Switch version of that game for the final boss, quote-unquote. And uh, it looks fine. It's definitely yeah. downgraded, but it looks pretty great. And I know they could do that with the whole game, but they're not willing to because Square Enix is a bunch of money-grubbing fucks these days. I mean, fucking look at the Pixel Remaster. Like, apparently that that physical edition is going to be like the Xenoblade 3 Collector's Edition. Fuck you if you wanted it, because every scalper known to man is going to have it. But at least I was able to buy that one, Nintendo. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm honestly jealous of you that you got it, because when you texted me, I checked immediately and it was sold out already. And I was like, fuck. See, I would have been able to get the Xenoblade one, too. Um, the difference there is Square Enix actually has a competent website, which is one thing that I'll give them. Nintendo allows five people worldwide to go on the website at once. Yeah, no, that's true. Dude, a little side note. Have you guys heard? I mean, we've talked about it, but I kind of want to touch base on the uh, D&D Fuck. Coast. Dude, this has been the biggest shit show. Like... Oh my gosh, I've loved reading it because, like, as much as I love tabletop RPGs and stuff, I'm very much the outsider on this because I don't, I don't play as much because yeah. I don't have anyone to play with. Um, it's been so interesting seeing it, and then I think what because of all this, Pathfinder, the dev, the devs behind them said, "Hey, we're gonna make oh, our own open gaming like, license, gaming yeah. license that you can use all." And then our shit they, for. then Wizards of the Coast backtracked a hundred percent, and we're like, "Yeah, like we." We're going to keep it open, but, you know, maybe? No, they, they have said that their, their, their response has been, we're going to hold off on the release of the, the license, and we're going to tweak it a bit. And that's been their thing. And then ev- apparently everyone, like, there's a lot of D- like, D&D employees, Wizards of the Coast employees have come and said, they're not tweaking shit. They're just waiting for all the blowback they're, to die down, and I they're going to push today, it there's out. like a mass exodus going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so people are canceling D and D Beyond subscriptions. People like appa- apparently it's been a huge number to make them go, "Oh shit!" Because usually a lot of these happen. Well, because so the the person who runs it was, was a mic was is is a an executive at Microsoft who was like all about Thanks. microtransactions, mm-hmm. and so ugh. well, no, the the person they hired apparently when they when they went in. They, they looked at all the money being made, and they're like, you guys are not monetizing this enough. There's not... A, they're like, you could make so much more money in these areas if you decided to charge for this, make, pay, take I, I just, here, I, all of that. I, I just want, like, companies like Critical Role or... Um, well, or crit- Critical um, Role is probably not going to say much. Like, they've said some things because of their things, but they're, they make too much money, I think, off using 5th edition as their play set yeah but i mean i wish they would just say like it's this is ridiculous or or um what's the other one that's uh that brennan's a part of oh uh dimension, dimension 20. yeah dimension 20 yeah that i mean i just the, the problem is the they're just already in their pocket you know dimension 20 might could say something more just because they've used pathfinder and other things to to play their games it's not all fifth edition but critical role has been they, built they don't i feel like i would love to see 
D20 do a cyberpunk campaign. Well, and that that's another thing that is interesting. So, what they said... What, Dude, what, at McKay's, I saw the... The red? Cyberpunk red, the actual box set? Yes, it, the, it was the beginner set, and it was like 16 bucks. That'd be so fun to play. That'd be so sick to play. But here, here, that, let me give everyone a little bit of advice real quick. Um, D&D, do not subscribe to their bullshit because of this. You can find every game manual they've ever made in PDF form online for free. Uh, and you don't have to pay for that. Don't buy dice from them. Buy dice from Etsy, where you can get a nice set that's personalized to you and is going to be much better quality. And then just make your own maps on a computer. It's, it's all grid-based, yeah. It's, it's exactly. Shit. You can do that shit in Excel if you need to. So just don't give them any fucking leeway on this because it's bullshit. This, this is probably like... Of all the shitty gaming things, like, where it's just like, oh, of all the companies trying to nickel and dime you, this is probably the one that I've been, like, aggressively like, yeah, this sucks. Because, like, a lot of them it's just been like, I just won't buy the thing they're trying to nickel and dime me for as long as it doesn't f- fuck up the game I'm playing. This one is, like, aggressively like, no, this would suck for the community at large because of how, mu- how many projects. Like, case in point, Pathfinder, if they have to. So, the way that the open license apparently is... Even though DN, even though Wizards says they can enforce it, it's it, it's pretty much once the open license goes live, anything made after that they they can take a cut of or do whatever, as long as it's using their formula. Currently, Pathfinder was built on D and D and then updated over the years. Wizards of the Coast are at least some of the people higher ups are saying that they can go back. And try to nickel and dime some of these companies like Pathfinder and Cyberpunk and all these others for just using D&D as the template. They need to fucking put the, the Costco hot dog guy in charge of D&D. Yes. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> that man is my hero. Yeah. I, man, that will, that would for sure make me break keto so fast if I went to Costco and was like, yeah, I'll buy a hot dog. Fuck it. Like, buy 100%. a hot dog, you get a set of D20s. <laughs> But that, this whole thing, I would recommend. Um, I know me and BJ kind of have some problems with the guy, but Yang Yaya has done a lot of very, very good deep dives into all this content. That's been the way that I have like ingested it all because he is. Citing I, I like all watching Yang Yaya at the start of a controversy. Oh. <laughs> I don't like watching Yang Yaya three years later when the game's been beaten to a bloody pulp. Well, I like him in a controversy where it's very clear that the company's in the wrong. When he when it seems like he's punching down for the sake of clicks is one thing. When he is aggressively punching at a company for doing really shitty shit, like his his uh his Star Wars Battlefront two coverage was like great because yeah. he was literally just like fuck you, fuck EA, fuck all this shit, and you're like absolutely. But like, yeah, his his content on this has been probably the most informative for me because I was just been like I don't know what's going on. I watch all his stuff, and he's citing all these sources. He's listing articles. He's doing all this stuff, and he shows them on his screen. Like he doesn't just say, "Well, this article said this." He'll show it. He's highlighting the things. So shout out to him for all the content for this because this is how I stayed up to date, and it's it is wild. Speaking of crazy shit, you guys hear about Justin Roiland? Sadly, yeah, yeah, it's it uh, sucks too because it literally took I mean, all the sales out of me for playing High on Life. Like I started yeah. it. I was like, hell yeah, this game's great. And then I hear all that. And I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore, man. Well, I, I mean, I'm just sad that we might not get season six now. 
I mean, yeah, no, like that's the I thing. Mean, he, probably not. Like he's for sure getting fired. Like he's not gonna be. No one's gonna want to work with him. And the fact that he's take that development money and put it into Smiling Friends. Yes, that can be the new premier adult show. Please, I honestly like that sucks, dude. Yeah, it was pretty shocking. Just keep your d- dick in your pants. How hard is that? Apparently, really hard Apparently for really hard. I, I I guess it's the power. Like he's he's in an untou- untouchable position that like he can do whatever he wants. He's got one of the best adult animated shows in the world. Uh, Squanch Games is killing it. I like, also, everything he he touches seems to be gold. So he's probably like, I can do whatever the fuck I want, which he shouldn't be. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just asking for a little bit of humble, you know, humbleness from some of my creators. But I, I was waiting on the the H three podcast to talk about it, and I keep checking back on their channel, and I know they're friends. But uh, the last podcast that was uploaded was like Ethan Paul or not Ethan Paul. What's his name? Jake Klein. Jake Paul. Oh, Jake Paul. No, the other one, Logan. Logan. Logan Paul, Andrew Tate, and one other guy, and I was like, huh, no Justin Roiland in that lineup? Interesting. I wonder why you wouldn't talk about your good buddy Justin Roiland in a assault situation. It it's it sucks, man. Like it's aggressively like just the worst that could have like come out. Yeah. Like it'd be one thing if like if he was like, oh, he just kinda was like creepily texting people. And it's just because he's kind of weird. But the fact that he's, like, physically putting hands on people and doing shit was like, oh, come on. The the thing is, with Rick and Morty, I feel like it could have survived fine without him if he wasn't, like, every character's voice. That's the problem. That's why I I don't think there's going to be... No, yeah. If he he leaves, every project they have that requires him is getting fucked. Yeah. And, like... Solar Solar Opposites, which is actually a really good show. Yeah. I, I actually really love season one of Solar Opposites. Koala Man, which just came out, which I haven't seen. I mean, I think certain things, like, High on Life would probably... We're still get, I'm well. still getting ads for that on my, on my like, Instagram, which I think is interesting. I, I'm kind of interested because it reminds me of Bush World Adventures. That Rick and Morty parody that Michael Cusack made. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks, dude. Like, I... And that's the thing. I would have I would have talked about like case in point like the best of this year. High on life is great. Yeah. I actually really fucking yeah, love played, this game. We played through some BJ and I. We had a great time. We did. It it's really fucking good. Yeah, I probably will finish it. I I might have to be in the right headspace, but just like know, knowing that and hearing his voice is gonna fucking suck for me. Where I'm just like, God dang it, dude, really? What you're what you're playing for, you just switch the guns. Switch gun to another one and then It doesn't have his voice. And then just wait until Zach Hadel shows up. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should probably, uh... That would be a good DLC gun. Make Zach one of the guns. Just all smiling friends guns? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll happily take an Eric Limbeck gun. Hell yeah. Holy fuck. Kevin, in the, uh, the bot of the door, on the bottom, are some of your IPAs. The, um... What are some other... What are... I, what were you about to say, Matt? Oh, I was just saying, like... I... I maybe I'd talk about more, like, you know, what's been happening in I mean, yeah, this sorry. year. Um, I have some games that have come out that I, I think would be interesting to talk about that I have up here. Uh, one that y'all turned me on to, which was Metal Hellsinger. That came out this year, That's and holy game. fuck yeah. is it good. I didn't Neon even know White you played it. This year. Neon White, also really I, good. When I'm did you start playing it? This was like a while ago. You guys had told me about it on a podcast, and like three days later, it was, I was we were like, on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys I mean, said it was... So it was 
It's Doom plus uh, Dance of the Necromancer. You guys, like BJ's words were like, oh, this is your type of game, Luke. Because I didn't play Dance of the Necromancer, but I played Doom. So I was like, oh, this is cool. That yeah. that was really good. One that I, one that came out that I hear no one no one talked about. It came out and like just kind of went was Mario and Rabbids. Like I heard it was good, and I that still was all. haven't even picked it up. Because I mean, have you played Splatoon three? No, but no. I mean it's Splatoon. It's 2, more Splatoon. Again, so I know it's good. And apparently they don't limit you on when you can do salmon run in this one, which is fantastic. That's the reason that I want to pick it up the most. Um. But yeah, I, I am a Splatoon fan. I just I'm so enveloped in the Steam Deck now. The only time I really touch my Switch anymore is to play Fortnite, which is sad. Yeah, I know. But you're playing on the TV, which I feel is cool. Yeah, I I want to start Live Alive uh, coming up soon after I get some other things off my plate. You mean Yakuza's. Yakuza and well, the big one is Crisis Core. Once I finish Crisis Core, I'll be able to do another RPG. Which, Crisis Core for an RPG is not that long. Yeah, like but yeah. missions. Well, <laughs> missions yeah, though. Yeah, that's fair. I t- I tend to go where I, I stop and I'm like, all right, I've done the missions I care about. My kit is fine. I'm gonna do heavy damage. I don't give a fuck. I've and I keep going. I'm at the point where it's like I'm in chapter four. Like I'm having to deal with a kid stealing my wallet, and I've got like Hellfireaga, Hellblazaga, <laughs> and Hellthundaga. Dude, no, there. My I, MP is at like 899. How over leveled are you? To the, like, are you one shotting some enemies? I'm like level 40. Yeah, and I'm one shotting bosses. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the thing though. And so we, this is slightly off topic of the, the of the year thing, but. Are you seeing now what I mean by the level up system isn't as random as it was? Cause yeah, because yeah. sometimes you'll end a battle and then it's like, all right, you've made enough, and then it just automatically gives you a level. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So thankfully they're like cool, and they they kind of tend to like some of them tend to like you know kind of all right, you're you're at a, a certain level. The next battle it's gonna hit sevens, so you're yeah. gonna level up. Yeah. The material leveling could be a little bit better. Um, I think having Kate Sith in there is definitely a help for that. I think was it Kate Sith or Moogle that levels up all your materia? Moogle. Well, e- either way, if Moogle was more often, <laughs> then it would feel a lot better. Well, I, I think to me their biggest thing is not necessarily material leveling is uh, the fusion, yeah. which is great. That's still good. Which I've, every I've, time I play Crisis Core, I like. I dump all my material into that shit. I don't care what I get. I'm just like, oh, what what combinations will make the best shit? Right now, I've got. Uh, the two that are on my right buttons, right and left bumpers, are HP up 200% and magic up 180%. I yeah, I, t- I tend to put the, the trigger buttons as, like, these are the materia. Like, when I kit out my material, I make sure my face buttons are material I, I care about and that are going to do damage. And then what would be the face buttons are just, all right, plus up my shit. Yep. Uh, boost me. Another another game that came out this year that I don't think any of us have played, but all the all the press about it has been kind of negative has been Callisto Protocol. Yeah, like everyone that I've seen do reviews and talk about it are like the most positive thing I heard about it was from the uh, Susie Sphere Hunter, and she said it was fine. And I'm like, damn, that kind of sucks. Like apparently the presentation's good, but it, like it very clearly just kind of loses itself of just like yeah, it's a gory horror game. Yeah, I, I had a feeling when it was coming out that the time for that kind of thing, it kind of passed. Like, the Dead Space series, you couldn't make a new Dead Space today and have it I mean, be quite They are, successful. but we'll see. But how. it's a remake of the first one. That's Yeah, that's fair. 
I think if they remake the trilogy, that's the best they can do. Yeah. Like, and if and if this one does really well, good. I'm, I'm actually all for a new Dead Space because I really liked the first one. I really liked two. Three was okay. One other thing that came out this year was One Piece Odyssey. That Dude, I, I saw uh, a TikTok today that was like people realizing that it's a turn-based game and like, ah! People, How are you that brain yeah, dead? No, that's what gets me is it's every trailer, everything has said turn-based One Piece game. Literally, if, if you watched a single trailer, anything about this game, you would have realized, oh, this is like Xenoblade One Piece. But they're just like, oh, I'll just buy it when it comes out blindly because it's One Piece. And then I'll get angry. Well, what gets me less is that like, the, so the one take that I was like, oh, I respect this one is one guy going, I just don't think a turn-based really fits One Piece's world. And I'm like, okay, I can. No, ex- that's that's fine. I can accept but that. There's take. 18 Pirate Warriors games, One Piece Red, one through like six. I mean, if you were really wanting to be like World Seeker, One Piece as a game, it would just be like Wind Waker. I think or, a Wind Waker like, game would be great. It'd be a couple of people fight some person, lose. Luffy shows up, wins. wins. Uh, or Zoro you gets know, lost. Zoro gets lost. Uh, or yeah, you know, just stuff like that. Or just it's all one-on-one fights, not this like group group effort uh it's never been that they need to make the even when luffy's not there it's like oh one of them is clearly the superior when it comes to this fight <laughs> yes if like, this game had been dragon ball z kakarot i think a lot of people would have loved it a lot more but it's not that it's xenoblade that's the thing though to me Kak- kakarot and the ninja storm games you know they just the came best. out with a dlc for that wait really like two days ago what was it? The story of Bardock. Oh, fuck, they did? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm about to re-download that shit. they were still developing for it, and it oh, just dropped fuck. on Steam. Oh, I'm absolutely going to download that. Fuck Yakuza 3. I'm playing Bardock's story. The History of Trunks was a very good DLC. So I Again, I think the Ultimate Ninja Storm games for Naruto and Kakarot for DBZ have been some of the best anime games that have come out because of how well they make you like feel like it's in-world. Like... Ninja Storm works really well because you're like, all right, fuck it. It's ninja fights, and the fight scenes are really cool. Yep. Like, playing the story, like, I love Yakuza, do not get me wrong. But I think Ninja Storm does uh, QTEs way better. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. holy fuck. Especially Seen- in the story sections. Mm-hmm. That shit is amazing. And then, like, Kakarot being, like, this really good open-world action game for Dragon Ball Z's entire story was amazing. Yeah. I wish they would go back and do that for original Dragon Ball. And Super. Just do, like, original Dragon Ball and then do it for Super. Because I... And keep the Super movies. Like, that, and that's that's honestly been my only way of watching Super. I watched the first two movies, which was Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, and then just started with the anime after Resurrection F. Yeah. I've What I've done is just Battle of Gods and then... You know, Resurrection F, and, and then Broly, Broly. and then uh, <laughs> oh, I still need to watch Superhero. It's coming out on Blu-ray soon, so we can watch it all together. Apparently, it's hype. Speaking of that, this is gonna be this is heavy off topic, but I wanted to put it on the podcast to just say it. The new Trigun Stampede is actually really solid. I saw a clip on TikTok of him like dodging, dodging, and then begging for a twenty-two caliber. God, is like, that really his the yes. his pistol? Yeah, which makes no sense. But he's just that good. He's that guy, though. Yeah, but no, but he's that but guy. He, he also doesn't like kill. That's his thing. Is he like he's he's like despite being having a bounty of what six mil in this one? I think it's six million in this one. How many rupees? 
fuck ton. Six uh, six million double dollars. Double so it's dollars. twelve million dollars. Yeah. It's despite having a bounty and being called the humanoid typhoon because he's killed so many people, he is very much against violence. His brother just fucks everything up for him. Yeah. And he's just always there to try to fix it and he gets blamed for everything. They they do a really good job in this one in in showing off both the brother and, and Vosh as kids, and they set up that Vosh is the, the, the more sympathetic one, and Knives is a fucking psycho. Yeah. And so I, and of so far the two episodes, the setup I think is really good because it, it nails Vosh's character. That is one thing they have done completely right. No matter who you are, original fan, new fan, whatever, everyone's going to go, Vosh is great. I saw Meryl was in it, which I didn't expect, mm-hmm. but she, it's uh, her. she looks really good. She, it's her... The old, like, dude, old dude, the, I guess, rep- not reporter, is he a reporter? I guess he's a reporter. Mm-hmm. Him, Meryl, and Vosh are the, seems to be the, the three right now. So I wonder if they'll do anything with Wolfwood at some point. Who knows? I like his new, uh, out, like, his character design. It really makes you, when people go, oh, yeah, that Vosh kid, he looks a lot younger than he is. Yeah. And I think it works al- also for his personality type because his old one was like super edgy and like badass and it's like that doesn't really fit i didn't like the stills that came out showing how he looked because i was like uh and then in motion it works in in motion it really works with the he doesn't have his hair slicked back yet so it's all just like in his face constantly he they did a really i think they're doing a good job it makes me want to go back to watch original trigun though i will say that it's fucking worth it my guy did you watch um the badlands movie yeah was that good too? The animation in it is really okay. good. It's like there's nowhere in canon that it really fits in. Well, yeah, I figured it was just like a one. It's like a it's sacred star of Milo's kind of situation, yeah. but it's it's pretty good. I'll probably watch that again because yeah, Stampede I think is great, and I think it's it's good. Anyway, sorry to to keep going off topic, but back to 2022's games. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're good at that. It's, it's just, just a year one. retrospective. This is all stuff that we've done. Hey, Trigun's, Trigun's trailer came out last year. Trigun so. is eternal. Yeah. Um, any 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 uh, any games that you want to highlight? Maybe that were like underdogs or kind of just like Gundam Evolution is still. I was gonna yeah. say. I mean, I have a couple. So like, I would play a lot of Gundam Evolution. They and they're still updating it. We just got a new character, the uh, High New, mm. uh, or I think no, I think it's just New Gundam. Yeah, it's just new. Um, which has been so much fun. Too bad that BJ can't play it on his Steam Deck, but you can play it on your PC, and I can play it on my PC. Sadly, I can't play with you guys, but well, you can play. Yeah, not with us, but you can play on PlayStation. Actually, I can play with him. He's got a PS4, and I have a PS5. We can play some Evolution. But now I'm playing it on the PC. I know, but <laughs> at least let me have one game. You know, no, and, I uh, apparently it's on Xbox. I didn't know this, uh, I, but I saw. And I could be completely wrong. It could be another game, but there was a. Like a game pass or like something of like, hey, Gundam shit. If you own it, I'm like, oh, sick. They'll definitely do crossplay at some point. I hope so. If they hit crossplay, then we're all in, and I'll happily play with you guys every fucking day. Yeah, because that game, game is the better Overwatch. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because that man, what a what a shit show that was of the year, huh? Overwatch two. Yikes. Taylor and Joey and Devony always send the new skins in our Instagram chat, and I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Just you know, you start sending them all the Gundam skins and be like, no, this is what I'm rocking with. Yeah. The other game I've been playing a lot uh, was Roller Dome. That came out this year. Um, that's just a fun little game. That's uh, yeah, it's just a fun little game where you're 
got roller skates, different guns. You have to do tricks to reload. You get slow motion, and it's just a sick, fun game. Seeing I, you, I tried it out, and it was really fun. But I, I'm very not good at it. <laughs> seeing seeing you play that, like just coming over here occasionally, and just seeing you like kind of going off. It's like actually really like. It seems very therapeutic of just like all the things you can do. Just like it's like an easy pick up and put down game. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it, what's great is that it's at first. It's it lets you beat. So you, how it works is you gotta like progress through the levels, and you have to do I think just like beat bosses and like complete levels. But then to get onto further levels, you have to go back and complete like objectives in each mm-hmm. one. Like do this trick or kill, do like beat this time. Do a so, three sixty spin and snipe a guy. So out at of the first, air. as you're playing through, it's like not too difficult to get through but then they're like all right now you just got to work on like just getting better at the game and which i think is a really fun way so then you go play you know the first couple levels and you're like you're just you're you're really good but you have to like nail things that are harder so i think that's just a fun way of progressing through i the really game. want to watch you play neon white after seeing how much you like that one yeah because it's a lot of the same like you can progress but getting better is really the point uh-huh. And there's a lot of that Neon White. I think you'd love it. Yeah. Neon, Neon White has that same vibe that, like... Did they win in action- any awards? Yeah, Neon got... No. Oh, they didn't? No. Fuck. That's I follow I... Uh, the main dev on... Uh, not Twitter. I thought the, they won, like, the other one or two. One, TikTok. They, they were nominated for a couple, but Stray beat them out in every category mm-hmm. they were in. Stray did not... De- I like Stray, but did not deserve any of those, in my opinion. I think... Honestly, both- after playing it, I think Neon White might have been a better contender for uh, music. Well, I mean, God of War won, obviously, and Xenoblade is the one that I think should have won, but as a runner-up, Neon White, I think, should have been on there. Neon White and Sifu, I think, were both better games than Stray. Yeah. And and I think they deserve those awards way better, because Stray was very atmospheric, but that's it. Speaking of God of War, that's another game that I played this year, because it finally dropped on uh, Steam, and... Uh, it's good. It's very good. I mean, it's it is like I still need to finish Ragnarok. Well, just it's it just breathed life into the into the franchise and, and it revitalized it and revived it in, in such a because the last game was Ascension, which was 2013, right? I think so. Technically, yeah, it was like I think just a PS3 game. Oh, it was a PS3 game. It was their last game, and then they remastered three, but that was the only God of War thing we had. For the for most of the PS4 generation, yeah, they were working on another game. Like I watched the documentary, which I would highly recommend watching that for the creation of this new God of War game. They were working on a whole other game. It was be like a sci-fi game. It was all this stuff, and it got canceled. And they were like, "Fuck!" And apparently, like they they were legitimately worried about the possibility of shutting the store, like the the whole studio down, just because God of War Ascension didn't do good. This new sci-fi game got completely fucked and they're like what do we do and they finally were just they called Corey back in and said we need a new god of war and they made it and they it fucking the next game on my list that i'm wanting to to play through because i played a little bit on like a friend's playstation 4 um but now it's on uh steam is uncharted um which i've i've probably watched like walkthroughs like at least twice uh all the way through and it's just i played three is that the one yeah Three, a thieves end. The fucking, uh, no, a thieves end is four. Three, it goes Drake's Deception, which is first. Among Thieves, which is two. Three is... 
I remember three, but it's the what the fuck. What's the playing. one where the, the, the front cover is him in the desert? Three. That's three. Okay, okay so yeah, I three. three yeah. Thieves End is four. That's the one uh, where he's it's like the super dark one for PS4, and he's like looking down and he's all sad. You can't go wrong with a Naughty Dog game. Yeah. I mean, speaking of this year, Last of Us Part One Last came out, but you part played Part Two. two. I finished with BJ. That was a that was a whole thing. I mean, it was a religious experience. Yeah, for if, me. You know, anybody listening, I, I, listening to our podcast I, every week. It's the, it, I wish that I was here for most of those. I got to be here for some of it, but like the fact that you threw something and we're oh, like I threw a chair. Yeah, I threw, that threw blue a chair, chair from there into the kitchen and then was just screaming. I ah, I, I was, wish. What, what I was, was that? Was that when Joel died? That was when Joel died. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> My favorite moment still is. Why would someone go across the country to kill somebody? <laughs> God, that was so cathartic. <laughs> is this the point? Like, the li- Nat literally hit the point of Last of Us 2, which was like, why would you do that? And like, well, f- fuck you. Don't psychoanalyze me. It's- when Ellie does it, it's fine. He said that, and I immediately did the light skin face. I was like... <laughs> and I said, don't, don't, bring, like, don't... Don't hold a mirror up to me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> that, that was- Son of a bitch. I'm glad, I'm glad, That'd be a good T-shirt. Yeah, I'm, that I'm, would be a great T-shirt. That would be such a great T-shirt. I'm so glad you hit that point because, like that, that was, in my opinion, the point of Last of Us Two, which is like, you clearly have an attachment to Ellie and Joel, and then here's this new girl, and they immediately make you play as her and try to sympathize with her uh, after she does like the most horrendous shit to you, the player. And then, I, I, I wonder how it would be if we played as Abby first. And I don't think it would have been. I, I think it would have been better. Oh, I really? do too. They don't. They don't introduce. They they don't like give any of the thing. Like, like like letting you know that Joel's died. You just hear, and they maybe will be like, then you learn that she's the daughter, and then you like they kind of allude to like she's hunting down somebody, and you don't know who, but maybe like three quarters away, and you learn that it's Joel. Could you imagine if they made and you? Then you get do it. Then then she yeah. goes to sleep, and then you get that first flashback of her dad, and then wakes up, and then the chase happens, and then it rewinds a couple days to Ellie. I think that's the that, way that I think I think I would have enjoyed it more. Right. You're you're selling I, me a little. I totally more on agree. That. Could you imagine though being in that position where you have the control in your hand and somebody saying like, "Press the button to swing the club," like they're making you do it? What that what probably game did we recently play? That would have fucked me like up. That? Uh, until dawn. Yeah, you gotta choose where people die. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bro, I okay. I mean, I was, I'd, love I was, to, I'd love to play some tonight. Fucking oh last God. week, I was here and they were playing more until dawn. And what was the fucking black-haired chick's name? It was him so, and uh, it was it Matt was, and Ashley. It's the really bitch Emily. The bitch one. Emily. Yeah, Emily. Uh, so there, there's a point where Matt. Is, I realized. No, did you ever watch a superstore? No. They're all like famous actors in Does like. She is. Yeah. She plays this like dunce of a woman, like. Like a piece of bread is smarter than this person. I'm telling you, like a piece of toast is smarter than this. She's plays like the stupidest girl ever, and I, I was like, I, as playing, I'm like, I think she looks so familiar to, to the audience. Seeing Matt. Oh make, yeah, so make I a split mean, second like, decision. Save Matt, save Matt. Like yeah, like I because the split second they decision. Two, they give you two chances, and I. I think I should have taken it on the first chance. The first one. And then on the second one, it was like, save her or jump. Save her and again. I was or like, jump. 
Well, if you save her now, you're both going to die. If you jump, Matt will live and she will die. It was so funny because Matt paused the game and going, Oh, no. Oh, fuck. I feel bad. But also, like, Matt. Oh, God. I, know, like, I hate that I'm always the one. Like, I, in this, I was like, it, let's, maybe we can hand off the controllers. And then, it, no. It's Everyone's every- just, like, sitting on the couch like the fucking council in Evangelion. To be f- <laughs> Telling you what to do. <laughs> Bro, true. it. It, I mean, it was so fucking fun. Like, I hadn't even been here from the start of it. Like, I had played on Tavon, so I know shit. But, like, even then, there are, there are multiple times. So, like, also, when I hear, like, that both, like, Carmen and Kevin will be like, maybe we should play that tonight. I, I, like, I'm like, oh, this is, like, a fan, a house favorite. Yeah, I, awesome. I love, I last week, it was so hard for me to be like, oh, what, what is this? Uh, this could lead to this. I'm over here going, like, don't press that button. Don't do it. Ooh. Oh, he pressed the button. Like I'm like I know oh, dude, I'm so where certain glad. shit goes. I'm so glad I did Sam perfectly. Like that. Oh, the, the fucking me, baseball bat shit. That to oh. me was I was really proud of that. That because those were n- that was all like game time decision. Like like yep. like moments I had I couldn't consult with anybody. Getting to the bat was well. Like also the thing was like I moved knowing when to hide at one point, and then and then I was like. Oh, maybe we should run. Maybe we should keep running because she's brave. And I was like, no, no. Like, this makes so much sense that, like, after you finally get away, you hide in, in actually a good spot. And I hid. And then I got the achievement. And it was like, you did it perfectly. And I was like, yes! It, oh, it, so It good. was so good because, like, I, like, there's something about Until Dawn that, like, I have seen all that shit before. And even I because was if on I the did, couch. If I tried to break down the door, I couldn't have closed it behind me. Mm-hmm. But then I was pretty mad that I messed up the the one movement. The no, the, the other the other one, which is between the the two people that like are, like each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's it? Chris and they, they Ashley. Had, yeah, Chris yeah, and yeah, Ashley. That one is Ashley. Is that I didn't with Ashley? I didn't go to investigate, which was weird because it would have been by myself. You know, it's group up by myself. I would have had to investigate, so then I could have seen who the killer was. Yeah, you. You've seen all of Until Dawn, right? So yeah. You know they yeah. don't, though. They okay. don't. Yeah. Carmen was like, "Does she, she have some theories?" Carmen, because Carmen and I watched it together. Oh, I played right, through with uh, Jesse right. Cox she, in the yeah, scary she, game spot. So this is and all she said do. something, and I was like, "What do you? Just don't talk. Don't even say anything." I, I actually would love to play the core because isn't the quarry multiplayer? Like, it doesn't have that that mode of like, you can hate everything you. past Man of Madon is. Okay. What's I, the multiplayer aspect of? I think it, it's called like the the it's like movie theater mode or whatever, and you all can like make decisions. And I think it's whoever like you you I think you all have to vote. I think I I don't know exactly. I have to look it into it. But Corey, like like, like on I think you can have multiple. Yeah, I think you can have and multiple like, controllers. You all have to like vote on like yes. select options. And I'm pretty or or they'll let you play as two different characters. I'm not sure, but I remember them talking about how extensive the multiplayer was for the oh, Corey. I, didn't I think that would be one to play all Corey, together. I I only watched probably I don't even think a half, maybe like two fifths of the way. All I know is that Brenda Song is in it, and she was from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody as London Timpton, and I saw her in it, and I was like, hey, she, she kind of fine. I'm not gonna lie. She could touch my Prindle any day. Absolutely. Prindle. She can, um, she can resort it to Am and Foom all she wants. Dude, so that's... Uh, I think Corey would be fun to play. I mean, obviously, I've been playing Fortnite. Um, oh, here's a good one that I think needs to be highlighted. Is Darktide. Warhammer 40k Darktide is so awesome. I'm not the biggest fan of Left 4 Dead games. Mm. But I think they did it 
so perfectly. They did it really, really well. It's so cool. It's really pretty. It's um, really, really good looking. Like, and and anytime and, I see Matt play it here, well, like it's I'm also like, like you can like find you can find weapons, um, and then like unlock weapons, and you can like level up. So it, it doesn't feel like just like a base like story. Like it doesn't feel like a vanilla story. You just go through levels. You you actually can like level up guns, get new weapons for each class. Um, and it's pretty cool. So even the intro was just amazing by itself. Um, and it's just war. The 40 K universe is, I mean, I'd love to get somebody on the podcast just to like, if there's anybody out there that is like a huge Warhammer fan, just to like, we could just send a DM to Henry Cavill on Instagram and be like, Hey, you want to talk about Warhammer? And he would come on for free. That's right. Dude, we'll see. I'd, I'd say Luton, just do it. Luton or Lupin is like the 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 internet's resident like know it all. He does all of those like two hour videos of deep dives into just. I, I have stuff. seen Warhammer 40k books at Barnes and Noble, and I've legitimately wanted to pick. I've some seen up. him. At, I saw see him all the time at uh, um, what's the place? McKay's. McKay's. Yeah. I want to pick some up because some of them look really cool, but I'm, I don't know. I know I would be so lost. I want to know what's the good. Like I don't want to. I don't want to buy the miniatures. I don't want to do any of that shit. I just want to experience the lore. So like, what game do I got to play? What book do yeah, I got to read? Just watch those like yeah hour long deep dives. They're so good. So I got I got a question for you guys. What would you say has been your biggest stinker of the year? Like a game that you either tried or decided to look into that just fell. I think through. Overwatch too. I didn't try it, but because for one. me. Saints Row. Oh, I remember you even yeah. got the stupid box. That's collector's mo- edition. edition. That's more so. I just wanted the steelbook, and I I don't regret that purchase. I like the steelbook, but the game itself is like the most like so. For me, Saints Row, the Saints Row reboot is a five out of ten, in that it's so bland. Because I probably would like it if it was so bad, it's good. Because like that's the kind of the point of Saints Row is it's meant to be goofy as shit and kind of weird. But this one is so just bland. It feels like the CW got a hold of the Saints Row license and decided to write their own. And it's jokes do not land. Everything like every character is like you're talking to a fucking piece of cardboard. It's just like it's the most bland game I've played this year, and it and it sucks. Because I, I I'm a, I love Saints Row. I love the third one. I really I like the fourth one even. Like I really like the Saints Row games and. I don't know, man. Just like I, the fact that this is, and it doesn't even look that fucking good. Like compared to other it, games that it come out at the time, good. It, it was like, damn, that looks we, like it's a Saints Row Three DLC. Yeah, like I was like, this is what we waited on for fucking four came out in what twenty? Time we get like you know Witcher Three next yeah, year update. Like holy man, it looks fuck, fucking incredible! It's, oh my gosh, it, it just feels so like. I had no complaints, like zero. I mean, to me, it's a hundred percent in Matt score, Witcher three, and then getting to play on my Series X at sixty frames per second, plus like just quality of life stuff. Speaking of frames, that's my biggest stinker of the year: Yakuza three remastered. If I had played the original on the original hardware, I would have loved it way more. But I didn't figure out until halfway through the game that it's broken. Because they set the FPS at 60 on console. Luckily, I was playing the PC version so I could fix it myself. 
but they just fucking ruined that game's combat. I, I did a boss fight, you know, when you go to back to Club Stardust. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Because it, it's just constantly I'm just like, block, block, block. And I'm like, God, you fucking dick. Yeah. So my the only way to beat him was dodge and hit him in the back a couple times. And that was it. So I know getting through this fucking game is going to be a nightmare. Because, like, that boss fight made me so angry I almost threw my fucking controller. I, I would almost say it's worth playing the PS3 version more than anything. It, I mean, it, the fact I would do that except there's cut content. Like, the remaster has all the Japanese content, but in English. The, the original PS3 version cut a lot of shit because they're like, oh, en- English people won't understand this. RGG, if you would just release a patch for the console version where you could set frame rate caps then it would be because isn't it good. 30 frames it works right 30 frames is what it's meant to work at anything past that is broken and four and five don't have this problem they yeah. do not four and five you can run at any frame rate and the combat still works but fuck dude three like and it sucks because i think i actually really like three story yeah three has one of the best stories in my opinion just and from a, a kiryu perspective and it fucking sucks that i have to sit there and worry about all this block shit and even if you break their block with a, a really well-timed kick, immediately immediately block go again. to punch, and they're blocking immediately. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck your shit. Yeah. God dang it. <sighs> Another weird one for me, while it's a stinker and a positive, is fucking Pokemon. Because despite it looking like absolute ass, running abysmally on the Switch, and just all around being, I would say, the definition of like a fucking 5 out of 10 game, it was one of the most fun games I played this year. <laughs> and I hate that. Cause like I like I can sit there and go, yeah, no, fuck this game. But then when someone goes, Oh, then you're not gonna get the DLC, right? I go, well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the DLC because it's more more Pokemon content. And it sucks. Cause That's like the problem with Pokemon. The the base form of Pokemon is so fun. And it's a detriment to the series because like no other game does Pokemon. No other series does what it does. And that sucks. Because, like, man, if someone could come out and have a fucking Pokemon, like, competitor, I'd fucking be like, yeah, let me play that. Yeah. But no, Pokemon is still where it's at. If they would just put the money into it that it deserves, the development time that it deserves, Pokemon releases would be a worldwide phenomenon every single year. I mean, case in point, like, if... It would if be le- like when the new Dragon Quest comes out in Japan, but everywhere. Yeah. Another game that came out that I think both me and BJ can talk so much love for is Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would call it a stinker, but I fucking loved it, and I cannot wait to see what they do next. They're doing so much free DLC. We're getting story DLC for free. Yeah. I want to put that in perspective At least people. three new playable characters for free. I'm assuming Knuckles, Tails, Amy... Definitely yeah. those three, and then maybe Sage. I That'd guess, be fucking great. Big say, yeah. see, hey, <laughs> bring him back. Give me big. I'm, I'm all for running it. around as big in the open world and fish, dude. Sage has been some of the one of the best characters to be implemented into Sonic's canon, like forever. Which one, Sage? Is that the she? Enemy? She the little girl. She's the little girl in the in the 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 story, and she's great. I love her to death and her her interactions with every character is like really wholesome and just nice and it 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 fucking humanizes Eggman yeah which this is the best character development Eggman has ever had in game comic 
or OVA movie, whatever you want to say, it's all in this game for Eggman. Did, did you go by and listen through every single audio? Yeah. Oh, that was God, the first dude. thing I did at every fishing spot was buy as many of those that would let oh, me. Oh, the first time I did it, I just bought them all. I was like, fuck it. I, I, like, I fished for like, i say two hours. You got like 600 plus whatever. And just bought every audio and went through each one. Yep. But like, Frontiers is what the Sonic franchise needed. Because holy fuck, fucking for- Forces was bad. Yeah. God dang it. That game is not good. The only like remotely good thing is the shadow sections and that's just because you get to play a shadow everything else about that game is just complete ass garbage i hate it the origins collection was buggy on release and i don't know why the fuck you did that colors ultimate was a shit on release like mania was your only game that did well and you didn't make that you know what else did pretty well this year for me sonic robo blast 2 a sonic game not made by sega those seem to be the best ones yeah Robot. By the way, the Kiryu mod working really well for that. Yeah, it's it's actually really fucking fun. I want to I want to see that because uh, I, I think you meant to show me a while back. I played back. through uh, like most of the game as Kiryu, and um, like the way that he double jumps or like the homing attack. They have the homing attack in that game, but the way Kiryu does it is he'll uppercut and then do another punch, and just like that'll propel him forward. Does he tiger drop as well? Yeah, you oh, can. And uh, all the little badniks have names at the bottom of the screen and health bars. It's really cute. Um, and you, you probably touch base. On, oh, sorry, what were you saying? I was gonna say another one that I I, I want to mention is TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Oh yeah, that game is great. That studio you... is gauging interest for a '90s X-Men game. Oh fuck, let's fucking go. Yeah, I would love to see more from them because holy fuck, that that company did a stellar job with that game um I just want to go through a couple games that came out this year that I think need to mention let Ghost- Matt say his thing first oh sorry no 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 mine's uh visual media okay uh that we that, that were impactful for us this year I was gonna say real quick Ghostwire Tokyo is an underrated gem you should go play it it's really fun uh I bought that on Steam sale and I'm waiting to play it but you know <laughs> uh Ollie Ollie World is that skating game that's actually really really fun uh, Bayonetta 3, it's got a lot of problems, but I still think it's a fun action game. Um, I didn't know this came out, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but Evil Dead the game is out. Yeah, that did come out. Yeah, and I've heard no one say a word about it, which I don't know if that's a good thing. I'm going to meet Bruce Campbell on April 7th. Oh, for real? Yeah. Wait, Hell yeah. Gone? It's like, they call it like Bruce Fest, <laughs> but it's in a cave. I don't cave. like that. It's in a cave in somewhere in Tennessee. I need, we need to have a mat. Fest. Matt Fest. Yeah. We'll do it. Let's do it. Let's set up Matt Fest. Let's do it. Dying Light 2. But then I'll be like disguised in the audience. <laughs> Where's Matt? Where the heck is this guy? It's just me and a fake beard on stage trying to fool everybody. <laughs> wow, I really like Gundam and I hate Happy. He, he, pull, he pulls. He pulls I, what he, uh, he. No, he he does what he did on the podcast when I was. Does anybody gone. have a vape I can hit? <laughs> It's just constant roasting of you. <laughs> no, you just, I crawl to the edge of the stage and grab somebody in the front rows, vape. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I only do this once a week. <laughs> it's way more than once a week now. <laughs> Matt, like, wandered into my room last night, and he was like, hey, uh. <laughs> That's always how it starts. Hey, He's uh, a good friend, okay? 
Plague Tale Requiem came out. It's also a good game. Uh, what is uh, the new Hellblade coming out? We fucking don't know. Okay. I'm assuming, again, we... we, we when I hear Plague Tale, I think, for some reason, I always think... I mean, that. it's kind of in the same vein of that story-driven, kind of over-the-shoulder yeah. third-person game, but I think Hellblade is going to be... I think Hellblade's going to be one of the best games of the year. I'm going to be honest. Whenever year it comes out. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we got some big hitters next year. Or this year. I was going to say this year. Apparently, uh, I don't know what this means for Starfield, but the rumored release date for Redfall is fucking May. That's not out yet? Yeah. Damn. They both got pushed this year. Redfall is supposed to come out probably in May, and if that comes out in May, Starfield's not coming out to the end of the year, which is fucking awful. I wish it was sooner. Redfall, nobody's going to play Redfall. Put out the game that people want. Yep. I, well, I'm i hoping Fable this year. but I think I we'll it. get Fable news this year. I th- You think we're going to get that Obsidian one? Do you think the, we're going to get a, a pushback on uh, Tears of the Kingdom? I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I hope not. At this point, I don't think we will. Because we're already so fucking close. And I feel like Nintendo, for being like who Nintendo is, are not gonna are actually gonna put out like a pretty flushed out game. Well to be fair, if day if, one when if, they mean to if they see that there's problems, they will not hesitate to delay. That's one thing Nintendo will for sure do. True, but I also think that they're just like they're also the kind of company yeah. that, that will meet a deadline and, yeah. and, and produce produce a what they want when they want it and at this point like the the dev cycle for tears of the kingdom is just about as long as breath of the wilds was so i'm i'm i'd be very interested to hear about that because the fact that it started as dlc yeah was i mean that's a great like starting point for a game Hmm. i i think they'll definitely do another one of those encyclopedia things they do for all the games and i'll be definitely very interested in picking that up and reading some of the developer interviews about what was you know, difficult about the development, why it took so long. There's a there's a, a video essay that I, I need to send you where someone went over Twilight Princess as a game and as like a thing. I watched one of those recently. It might be the same guy. Is it like this kind of white dude who's kind of tall and he was like cutting, he was in the frame of the video for most of it? I think so. And he was talking about how uh, he starts off talking about that trailer that they showed for the GameCube and then how Wind Waker came out and everybody was pissed well, off. He, he talks about the trailer and then the creator at the time was like, I fucking hate it. I hate that so much. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That Hearing that and the fact that straight up the guy was like, I don't want to fucking make a super serious Dark Zelda game. And then Wind Waker came out and was loved, but people were like, this is that baby game for babies on the baby system, right? I don't understand where that idea came from. Because Other than the, maybe at, the art design. Well, at the time... That's what people thought of the GameCube because the PS2 uh, I mean, and the original I really, Xbox. I, I will say that Wind Waker is my favorite Legend of Zelda. It is definitely one of the best for sure. There's it no doubt so, about that. It's just it's so like, stinking good. It's when you look at the time at the time most gamer like gamers were like, I want to play real games like fucking Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Well, 4. like Xbox had Halo that came out that like that was their big thing for the first xbox you'll get ps2 and they're having like every fucking gta and all this stuff and then you go to gamecube and like which was a like a a more powerful system than like the rest of them at the time yeah gamecube's halo is much metroid prime and people still don't understand how it looks that good I fu- dude, Metro Prime One is so good. I need to, I need I want to play the rest of the fucking trilogy, but I didn't have two or three, and I'm mad. But I had one. But Metroid Prime One was great. I have the Steelbook collection on the Wii. Dude, I want that. It's not that expensive actually. I looked. I can buy that pretty easily. Um, 
But no, like, I think, I think the GameCube was, was stellar. The fact that the GameCube, by the way, everybody talks about how the GameCube was the baby machine, right? It had the Resident Evil fucking remake. It had Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, which was the remake of Metal Gear 1. Yeah. And it had Resident Evil 4. It ran Skyward Sword, or uh, Twilight Princess. Yeah, Twilight Princess was the last game, I think, on the GameCube. Because it was like the dual thing like yeah. Breath of the Wild was. But yeah, no, Twilight Princess, I... Twilight Princess, as much as I love it, I think Wind Waker is better in the sense that, like, Twilight Princess is still my favorite, but Wind Waker is better just because it was a bunch of new ideas that were executed well. It whereas, was, it was so unique, and it kind of, it was, like, open world. It, yeah. Twilight Princess was just Ocarina again. Yeah. Of, oh, you gotta go to the first three temples and collect the three things, and oh no, go to fucking four more. And then fight Ganon at the end. And I was like, okay. Remember that text you sent us the other day about fucking movie villains? Or yeah. uh, monsters? Yeah. Midna. See, I don't count her as a monster. See, He's too the, humanoid. No matter what the answer is, it has to be like some it's gotta ridiculous... Be like, it's gotta be non... Like, like, Mothra was a great answer. That was a great answer, alright? Like, that's my thing. When I, when I, 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 if, if I had the choice between Mothra and Silent Hill nurses, I would I mean, pick yeah. Silent Hill Because nurses. that's a great... That's a, it's, a, it's a monster... Oh, that's the thing. Like, is like, like we don't I, even. There's probably like some chompers on that thing. You know, what the thing. Like, 100. I I would agree with you 100. If I'm choices, Silent Hill Nurse versus Mothra. Yeah, Silent Hill Nurses. 100. But my 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 gut response is because I watched Alien and I was like, could you? And I'm like, no. There's no way. You definitely could. Now, would you consider if you're thinking Xenomorph? Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Would you then consider in Aliens in Alien Three? Yeah. Ripley to be a monster because she is because yeah, she's got the queen. She's technically the queen. Technically the queen. I mean, no, because she's still human. But like, but by technicality, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna let you have that one, because I would absolutely. I mean, obviously, she's, she's a babe. I'd fuck a Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. I think we should. I think we. I just. It's just, just a little. It it's just a little jelly suction cup that sits on my cock all day. <laughs> See, Matt, that's a great answer. That's a good answer. You motherfucker said Silent Hill nurses. Kirby. <laughs> well, Kirby just bore you, and you'd be stuck in the eternal abyss forever. Yeah. Until okay. he spits you I out. Think, I think we should move on to other no to to, to the uh, to the audience to the audience. I have a question. Okay. Kidding. That'll be the Spotify question of the week. So I think so. With it comes to outside of video games, what media we consume that was impactful for us? I mean, fucking Chainsaw I'll, Man. I, I was gonna say Chainsaw Man. Be, being, Chainsaw Man. Dude, we didn't even touch base on on the last two episodes. We've not. We need to do that too. Which but. I'm. I I feel pretty proud of calling that last scene. Uh, and, and dude, Matt got that. Yeah, I, nailed it. I I was full on like, no, they're not gonna show her at all. And Matt was like, no, they'll show Rize. I promise. They'll show Rize and. And the door, which I was like, they have to show the door. Yeah, yeah. They, ha- I, because I mean, well, first of all, we get the door. Early. I think in chapter two, early, uh, yeah, or volume two of in, the uh, of in the, the manga, manga. It's fucking early. And it's you're like, so Whoa. early. It's right. It's right after he uh, Makima's like, like right when he becomes a devil hunter. A devil hunter. Yeah. He starts getting the dreams. I honestly, the fact that like, because you obviously have been reading Berserk this year. Like yeah, heavy. I mean that's that's but, I, I but love counts it. as visual media. Yeah, but, I'd love but to, to me, talk. the fact that like we both me and BJ convinced you to finally read Chainsaw Man. Like I brought all of the volumes over. I know that was and so I was much. like, I'm read really, them. like 
thank you. And thank you. and you like so clutch. Like that was me both me and BJ were like, I have to think check that this out. It was easier to read Chainsaw Man than Berserk because the books are right there. As I go to bed, like you know, Carmen, she like gets commissions for drawings on her iPad. It's it's just sometimes, or like sometimes that iPad's not charged. Mm. Books right there. I yeah. have a stack of books, and I can. It was so fun being here and seeing him read the final volume just straight up, and like seeing the we the were both gasps, here for that. And yeah, we were all just kind of sitting around in the the yeah, chill you were because we were waiting. You're like, because I remember you came in and you're like, you're ready to podcast, and I was like, yeah, and he's like, are you no, like, are you ready to to talk about the end of like finishing chainsaw and i was like that's today (laughs) (laughs) and so then i ran ran to my bedroom grabbed the grabbed a volume 11 right yeah yeah and i just started churning dude that that was so fun just sitting around in complete silence and every once in a while matt would go no way (laughs) (laughs) what i love when the snowball fight happens jeez or no i mean the biggest thing was when i was like when the door and I see the door and I was like, no, don't open the door. I can't open it. And I knew who I knew what I knew what was behind it at that point. You're like, Ugh. bro, yeah. spoilers. They fucking kick you right in the fucking gut. Don't it's don't so they show you because how it goes is they show you the door. He opens up the door. Snowball fight, essentially. Right. Well, the the door, I think that because him opening the door finally, I think was when power was there. Right. No, the door is Aki with the head. Aki shows up and is is the fucking thing. With the head. (sighs) And then then it kicks off Snowball Fight. Slash fighting. I cannot wait to see that animated. It's going to be when I'm 30, but yeah. Mappa killed it. Mappa killed it. The they fucking did. anime was great. Seeing Matt read the manga was was good because like and the chapters that have come out since the manga or the uh, the anime has been airing have been fucking incredible. I want to point really? out, by the way, the fact that right. this this current arc feels like a slice of life romantic comedy. That I know, I know he's gonna pull the rug out and make me fucking sad. But right now, I'm just like, I just want these two to be happy. By the way, that what I put in the, the group chat, that's like no context for you, but BJ, I'm sure, got it. Is Denji with a penguin and also just in the background, jealous as fuck. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, she is definitely autistic. For sure. 100% canon autistic. And I don't know what the fuck Denji is, but he's something. He's ADHD. Oh, for sure, yeah. They Those two or together. Or like a psychopath, because like psychopaths like don't. Well, like, you kind of get the growth because he's—I don't think he's necessarily a psychopath. I think he's just young and still figuring himself young out. Young and dumb and full of cum. Yep. That's yeah. His whole character arc. <laughs> so that—that that was great. Did we Fucking watch Cyberpunk? Cy- oh my gosh. Edge Runners, incredible. I mean, fuck. We also all went to go see Sonic the Hedgehog two together. We saw Cyberpunk Edge Runners together. Was, was Jinro? Jinro was this Jinro year. Was this this year. year, yes. So I mean, Pat Labor two was this year. Pat Labor two was this year. Jinro. Let's watch a couple more Ninja because Scroll. I feel like Ninja Scroll was this as, year. As much as we talk about some other stuff, low key, like am I mentally? There, there's not a lot Jinro. that ha- that has been more impactful to me. Than Pat Labor 2 and Jinro. Jinro, well, Jinro. Which is so surprising. Jinro was such an insane watch. Jinro was, well, it was such an insane watch because we're all just kind of not feeling it for like a good half. Yeah, I, we, I, we debated I, on turning it off. Yeah. When we talked to Jack, I need to be like, I should have been like, hey, you're not going to understand any of this, but just watch it. Like, just, just, just for get the, to the end. Or no, well, because I, I sent him Pat Labor 2 and I was like, just watch this. But I should have been like, this is not going to make any sense. 
but it's one of the prettiest movies you'll ever see. Yeah. Like I remember, but Jinro is then, it's 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 like we're all the just most sitting there amazing like, movie that has the weirdest, most like art housey, weird middle part. But then the, the last bit is 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 just the it's is, fucking it's great. The fucking goat. It's we found a Jinro statue that we can print. And there's only there's literally only one. It was like came but up. It's is it so, the, is it the suit? It's him with the gun. Oh, like, oh, it's oh. like the cover of the DVD. I'll, I'll pull it up right. Pull now. it up. I need to see that shit. It looks so. Dude, fucking I, cool. I it's still so funny though. Yeah, because we we were all like, can we just do we want to watch something else? And we're always like, let's just finish it, I guess. And then we get to the fucking end, and we're all like, I think every because some of us were on our phones, so we're all just kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah, we were all kind and of in and out on it, and then that this, one moment happens. We all like set up, and we're like glued to the fucking TV. Yeah, it was <sighs> such an incredible experience. I really want to watch the uh, the Automata anime when with you guys when oh, it comes fuck. out. Uh, here's the thing: uh, to the, uh, do you think this is gonna be new shit that's now newly canon? Like, there's no way this is just a retelling of Automata. I don't know. I uh, with uh, I saw uh, a thing someone was saying that like, what was it? Yoko Taro. I, th- I and this could be just somebody memeing, but it's like he wanted to delete Netflix accounts <laughs> with this shit. Stop! Stop doing that! <laughs> Stop letting him do that! <laughs> I hate playing that fucking mobile game because there's story in it, and every time I make a decision, I'm like, okay, well, is it just gonna fucking delete all my characters, yeah. dude? I know, I know damn well if that ever happens to you, like you make a disorder system and all of your purchases are gone, you're gonna be fucking livid. But I, that's the thing, I haven't bought anything. I've just grinded my ass off to get everything I have in that game, and there's there's two stories so far in it. Um, and I finished the first one, and then it was like, all right, it like cut to a like a white screen with a loading thing in the corner. And I was like, everything's gone, isn't it? It's deleting everything I have. And then it was like, we're downloading the next story. And I was like, oh, oh thank God. Well, that's what gets that's me. That's that motherfucker right oh, there. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's so good. How we're much looking is Looking at the Jinro statue. Oh, my gosh. That's so good, though. Like, that design is so fucking sick. Yeah, like, that's peak design. Oh, I, I know what I want my first design, like my first 3D print to be. Can you look up the NCR New Vegas? Uh, what is it? An NCR Trooper? What uh, are they called? Veteran Ranger. Ranger. Veteran Ranger. It should be Fallout Veteran Ranger, I think. That's what I want my first one to be. But, um, God, dude, Pat Labor 2, like, I have all the Pat Labor collection. I know. Now, we which should we need, I need to bring more. over. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it, I just. For, I the fact that the why. movies are their own timeline, too, is Jin, great. It, it was. Jin Ro is just. I think a rewatch of that would be really cool because now we're all going to be focused because now it's like, okay, I need to there know was, everything. It was beautiful, but Jin wrote, I mean, it was, it was not only just the coolest thing, it was the most bad, it, I, it, it's, it's indescribable, Jin wrote of, of, of how yeah. it made, but then like, I, I know like some of my like cousins who are like super into like, like movies that are like. Art like, housey and weird. Well, that and or like like have like political stuff, and I'm like Jinro like is actually like Jinro is so fucking good for that, and Pat Labor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's there. But we gotta I, watch I, more of that. I, I want to give incredible. A, I want to give a shout out to Ninja Scroll because that that's like right up my alley of just being fantasy and like mm-hmm. that shit. Plus, like that Maybe is you a should try Bubblegum Crisis. Okay, that. That is aggressively like an adult animation, like that is like 
heavily geared towards like, all right, you have to like. You're, well, I mean, you're, uh, Ninja Scroll was awesome. Ninja Scroll was great. The fight scenes are cool. I still like just uh, all of us being there and seeing the dude slurp the titty. We're all like, whoa, shit! Ever because I think Kevin was with us too, right? It was yeah. all of us, yeah. And like that was fucking hilarious. Another thing we watched this year uh, was uh, How to. Oh my god! Yeah, How we watched, to talk with, about life changing. With, uh, John um, is I think John something, right? I don't have HBO Max on my phone, so yeah. I can't check. But it's it's from the Nathan for you guys. It's it's so good, dude. Yeah, we That's watched another- through uh, the the what is it the called rehearsal the rehearsal, which was that ruined my life. <laughs> It, you know, at the end, the end, at the end of the day, it, it, I think it did what exactly what they wanted to do, which was just mess, mess with you and like fuck you up. Yeah, mentally. It, I mean, it absolutely did. It because because, because there was there was a storyline that was an underlying storyline, and they like knew that. But like you thought, oh, there's a couple odd episodes that like oh they connected, but it really it all revolved around that. And and then at the end, they're just like they just fuck you up with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt so bad. I felt John Wilson. so terrible. How to John Wilson? That's it. That that show threw me. I love like the that it's probably one of the most like hype we've all been just because Matt is like I got to show you guys this. Just trust me. And we're like okay, yeah, sure, absolutely. We all sit down. We're all watching it. And we're just like okay, cool, cool. Oh, I meet this guy. Oh, cool. I, I had Four. a couple good trust me moments. It was this year. It was like yeah, oh, here's that this fl- and uh, best in show. Best, best in, in show. show. Was so so fucking incredible. I can't wait to watch the next one. I've been watching a couple episodes of Shit's Creek here and there, and I, I love it. It's so good. It's very good. It's, it's so good. It's it's hard to get into, but once you're into it, you're like I it, it's I haven't been like like it's not a show that's gripped me to where like I have to watch every episode of next. That's been Atlanta. I'm almost done with season one. BJ got me into Atlanta, so that's something I got into this year, and it's fucking great. Dude, Andor I finished Atlanta recently. All all what they've got up to now. Watch Andor. It's, it's, it's the best done. it's the best piece of Star Wars to content to come out. My roommate's watching it currently. I actually I will say I know this is really controversial, but I think it's better than Mandalorian. Wow. Because I think what are you like looking for in a show? Because I think Andor is very aggressively about the politics and the kind of the resistance part of the Empire struggle. Uh, I think Whereas Mandalorian is a Western. It's about the baby. Yeah. Mandalorian I, is, is still kind of in that fantasy side of Star Wars where I feel like Andor is very much the grounded reality. I think of what that's this why I really like it. I feel like it's it's and you get it I feel like you get um just more. It, well it's more about your your relationship with the care the main mm-hmm. character. You get a, a lot more than this than this masked, helmeted guy who just goes somewhere, plane crashes. Bring in warm, or I can bring in cold. Yeah, there's one guy. Who, yeah, he comes in, tries to get somewhere, plane crashes, has to do something. We don't like Mandalorians, but if you go get us a gallon of milk, we'll fix your ship. Yeah. Okay, I'll go get your gallon of milk. Uh, and Mandalorian was ensues. full of fan service. But Andor, I think, for I, just the story itself, it's just it, so good. And you get this. I mean, as I've said before, I could do Space Prison seasons of Space Prison. I think it helps that Andor himself is a character we know of. Because, like, Rogue One is already a, a But movie. barely. I, well, it's, but like, Rogue One is a movie that everybody already, like, this movie's great. And then you take a character who didn't get too much characterization, except he's like a resistance guy. He's bit like he he mentions things Kevin, in, in Rogue One. Would you say that which one did you like more, Andor or Mandalorian? Uh, 
No, no. It's we can okay. hear him. We can hear we'll him. Just repeat what he says. Yeah. Yeah, he liked them both. He liked them both. I, I, I'm kind of in the same camp as Kevin, but like, the when the Mandalorian came out, they had to rebuild a lot of trust. So that's why there's a lot of that fan but then service. They, but then they broke it with Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Book of Boba Fett fucking sucks. Except for episode five. Well, there's two episodes, but those aren't even Book of Boba Fett. Those yeah, are... it's the Book of the Mandalorian. It's Mandalorian season, season two point five. Yeah, exactly. Which is that's why I don't count them. My thing, my thing is, I don't think they ruined Trust of Boba Fett. I think it was more just like, I think it would have been. It felt like more of a, just because like it was literally Mandalorian filler. Yeah, if they had just done all that shit with Boba Fett off screen and then had him come back someday, the armor's repainted and everything, I would have been like, oh shit, he's badass. I don't just, I don't just think it don't helped. Think, I just think it was so dumb. That's actually, a, I'd say, that's a big, like. Uh, Disappointment this year was Book of Boba Fett. I think Bo- I think I think I they think they ruined the character, including Cad Bane. Yeah. Not ruined him, but they they didn't give him what Cad Bane deserved. The pro- Treated him the- like a bitch. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett is literally the final chapter of Boba Fett's story, and we didn't get the rest of the book. Like that's what it felt like. Is is I feel like if this had been like the tale, like we had seen him be the aggressive, bloodthirsty bounty hunter. And like had like all that whole story, and then seen him fall in return, and then have him come Dude, back and try and try to because that's the thing. I know they're trying to rewrite him as like he's like now he's like he wants to be a mobster, but like a fair and well, just one. It's, I would have loved. He if, wants to be. He played Yakuza Zero, and now he wants to be Kiryu. Dude, I would have loved it if he was like, if it was just like a path of revenge, and then he died at the end. Like I, I like, think like the, he if he died if he you know did the whole thing with Cad Bane and then he they both died or my, something. My biggest thing still is that Finnick Shand kills the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, that was that his still sucks. thing in Legends, and they were just like, nope. <laughs> uh, another thing too is I think of how the story's told. I think if the story had been just chronologically we, told, we, we, we got the the stupid Power Rangers on their that, slow ass speeders. That's never gonna be okay. Like no matter what, like people, even people who defend Book of Boba Fett say that still sucks. It's, I mean, that's that's like that goes right into the garbage bin with 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 yeah, Palpatine nine. coming back to life just and also Leia force forcing herself through the air. Force pulling yourself through the air. I have less of a problem with that just because I've read novels where that's a thing. So, like, I'm, to me, I'm like, oh, it's just that, yeah, it looks as stupid as I remember reading it. But I'm like, that's canon. But that's also the first time we've ever seen Leia do anything with oh, the Force. Oh, yeah, Wars. that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean... If if she would have had, like... like Pulled herself through the... Yeah, if it was, or could like... could you imagine... Literally, Superman flies. Or I know, could, if could she you, had done, like... If she would be like, well, oh, wow, ma- I can maybe <laughs> barely lift up a pebble... That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's bullshit. Well, could you like? Would you think it would have been better if the Superwoman she, fly thing, or if, if she like knows? Died. Well, no, well, died. I, I think I think it would. I think it would be way more impactful of him. Of you could see Kylo Ren flying through, knowing that he's shoot, about to shoot down. He doesn't do it. And do then you the, think that the two Tie Fighters aside, uh, beside him shoot, kill his mother, and he's there 
like, oh shit, my mom just died. And now, then, do you think that the would've last movie would have made way more sense because you could have had Leia as a Force ghost if well, she really was Force sensitive? And th this is the problem, though, is do you think that the script changed because she Dude, died? And what? It, and, and then here, yes, then, but like, also, like, like, realistic... what if then at the end instead of uh, um, Luke being at the Force ghost in front of the gate, it was Leia in front of the Force. That would have been. Way more, way, and it would have made more sense of instead of Lork, fo Luke force projecting himself onto the battlefield, actually a force ghost of Leia being on the battlefield, and then the you know the lasers going through would have made way more sense. I, I still to this day, I, I, I don't think it's been confirmed or anyone said anything, but I think her, Carrie Fisher dying is probably what ruined all that. Yeah, but she died in the production of the last one. They fake out killed her the one before that. That's well, true. Well, the, re the reason I say that is because, like, even then, I wonder if they... I don't know, because, like... It's like, oh, she's dead, but not really, but yeah, she actually is, though. Yeah. Dude, if they yeah. also, like... Like, if Darth Maul can get cut in half, thrown down, uh, uh, like, a nuclear reactor, and so does... And Palpatine gets blown up in the middle, but Snoke gets chopped in half... And nothing is nobody bats an eye. That, that's and another Snoke, thing. Snoke was way more powerful than than Darth Maul. Let's be serious. And Darth Maul, what kept him alive in in his in, rage is, was his revenge. Was red revenge. And you think, wow, somebody who's way more powerful in the Force because he's a Palpatine clone. Yeah, we rewatched the end of Jedi recently because we were talking about this. And um, I was talking about how it's bullshit that Vader died. <laughs> because he just gets shocked a little bit. He's like 90% electronics, but he's still up and walking around. That's one And the then they get to the ship and Vader lays down and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to die right here. It's fine. That's one of those things where I blame the time period that that came out in where they're like, well, he had to die and they couldn't really envision yeah, we didn't a really, cooler there shit. There wasn't really like a... Wow, this is going to be the the biggest sci-fi the biggest media franchise in in the world. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, but a hundred percent. Like, if you think like if you're talking about like just things, from a lore perspective, think like like emotions keeping people alive through the Force. Vader finally well, getting reunited with his son, being now transitioned to the light side. It would be like enough. Yeah, enough. Or Luke, who is also an incredible Force user and is also one of the most powerful Jedi in the universe. He in. In the uh, the cannon that they threw in the trash, he was the most powerful Jedi yes, ever, and, then, and achieved oneness with the Force. Exactly, and, and I, could not keep his father alive. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna but, say that. Oh, I, that makes. But, but Ray can touch a snake and heal it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, dude! I do not want to turn this into, but no, fuck the new Star Wars movies. Dude, fuck it. It's so like they started so bullshit. The start. Was just, like a good stepping off point of like, okay, it's just. I still just, would have loved Finn as it, that storyline of. Should have been the case from the get go. It would have been so much better having Finn. It, it, it's such a great story of Finn who's, who was, you know, taking. Because they now. Um, what is it called when they like. They're not cloning, they're like. They're taking him from babies. Stealing babies. Stealing babies. In the night. He, but he was force sensitive. He realizes he's force sensitive in front of Kylo Ren. Him, it's like that battle of like. Well, this is what I'm trained to do, but I don't feel like this is right. But, 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 but the Force chose Ray to be the all-powerful like Anakin no. was beforehand no, because the, the, the Chinese market chose Ray <laughs> because she's not a black man. Yeah, I fucking that's true. hate that shit, yeah. dude. I like, I anytime, uh, anytime John Boyega talks shit about Star Wars, I'm like, that's so deserved. I like best case scenario, you start with the Mandalorian, the show's canon, everything past that, rewrite. Now, hear, hear me out. I think 
this is also like in my head. I think it would have been. It, it does make sense. Not even since Carrie Fisher actually died, but if if Kylo Ren, if Carrie Fisher died, like the head of the Resistance died. I also think it would have been really a really well written if 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 like the bad guy killed Chewbacca instead of Han, because that the idea of Han's best friend. Like you know, it's it's that, a, that it's a lot different really... writing in trying to trying to describe emotions for somebody who only well, talks in, you know. Yeah, but it's it's a beloved character, and for Han, that would have caused a huge change. Which I think that just that in itself would have been that I I think the that writing for that probably would have been, been better. Amazing. But you know damn well Harrison Ford only signed on for Episode Seven if he could kill fucking Han finally, because that motherfucker wanted to die in Episode Five. It's also like watching The Mandalorian season one. You know, it's great. And then you get to season two and all this stuff is happening with Luke. And then you get to Book of Boba Fett. Which they reverse it immediately. By the way, the end of season two of Mandalorian is... uh, Look, I love Grogu. I love the the Mando and his, like, father-son relationship. He should not have been brought back. I think that should have been the end of that. No, uh, Grogu. Like, that whole point in Book of Boba Fett where Mando's got to go back and get his boy again. I I mean, Grogu has to die. I don't think so. No. I think Grogu is... The the one shining hope for the Jedi in the Star Wars universe. Now. You think he's he's the connecting piece? Uh, yes. Yeah, because okay. when, well, because also his kind like live forever. Yeah, yeah, because Grogu is doing the things that Luke did in the extended universe that got trashed. Like he's he's like still keeping his connection. Yes, he's forming his attachments, but he's not. You know, he's not obsessing over those attachments. I love that they made a little. He made a little Mandalorian a little shirt, a little, a little hat, a little hat for him. I I still think, and that's that's one thing that I don't like. It, like that's because I I don't. I'm the one person who doesn't hate Last Jedi as much as other people. I don't think it's good, but I don't think it was like the ruiner of stars. I think that's Episode Nine. But for Dude, me, for me, the way, the way they've the way they all crumble them up and throw them in a trash can. The way together. they've kind of made Luke Skywalker in that is then even aggressively pointed out in fucking Mandalorian and in Book of Boba Fett. Well, I just I, is I that know he is, that John he is Favreau more, he's more emotionless than he should be. Like one of the things about Luke Skywalker's thing from especially at the end of Return and then in some of the like the Thrawn trilogy especially. His attachment to his father is the whole yeah. plot. Saved the galaxy. Is the whole plot. Him and the Thrawn. And well, who's the other guy? John Favreau and um, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. They know, like, like the shit about like Qui Gon is that Qui Gon? Why he's so amazing is that he, like, was not of the mindset of the rest of the council. Like that's they know that, and yet they're throwing that whole mindset aside for every other big character of like. Well, even then, like I said, their their version of Luke in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett is just back to no attachments. You know, you can't do that shit. Like he straight up was like, he's too attached to you. I can't train him, and I'm like, fuck you. But that's that's not Luke but then, Skywalker. But, but then are they trying to write it as like then the first time he actually tried to form attachments was when he was trying to train his cousin or his nephew? Like is not. that what is that like? I I truly don't know what they're trying to because do. that was the I, whole thing. Is like to... is like when he was like I I I didn't want to train new Jedi's, but I decided to to train my nephew. I need to read. People. I need but to read the Shadow of the, the Temple. Fifty years earlier in Mandalorian, so I, I obviously need, I need to read the Shadow of the Sith novel because that's a story of Luke and Lando fighting some Sith motherfucker. Dude, let's and let's I, get I some animated or at least um like stuff of all the the Vader comics. 
Yes, Fuck dude. Yeah. Right when he Fuck like when Palpatine yeah. like tries to betray him and all that shit when he gets sent to the uh, the planet by himself dude, and the, has to face off Inquisitors. The Lord, yes. the Lords Come of the on. Sith. That Lords of the Sith novel. Is that what is that? Well, what, no. That the, whole... the, what you were talking about is in the comics. The Lords of the Sith novel was like the first big novel under Disney's canon, and it was. Vader and Palpatine get stranded on a fucking planet, and both of them know, like they're, they're both aware. To kill each fucking other. kill me. Well, yeah. No, they're both aware. They're gonna. He's gonna betray me one day. This could be my way out. I can kill him now. Yeah. But they have to kind of team up and be the master Padawan style thing and get out of this. Dude, I thing love. Alive. To it's see, a really good book. I'd Recommend love it. To see a really dark because we get what actually was. Oh, here's another hit. Uh, Obi Wan. Fuck yeah. yeah! Oh my god, dude, that final fight scene. Holy shit! Well, yeah. not actually. I'll tell you what. What made more of an impact on me was what? seeing the them fighting as Padawan and uh, well, that, Master. Okay, that, 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 that almost that was emotional. <sighs> yeah, that was so emotional because I also know, like outside of the universe, of the emotions of the actors. Yeah. Too, of like. Yeah. Of them without anything on, just them in their cloaks, it was amazing. For <sighs> them. That just makes dude. Me, but, but starting the biggest thing though. From that show is when Vader holds the fucking ship. Yeah, he just reaches out and pinches it lightly and, and just, holds it right there. Uh, 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 he fucking a, a cruise, not a cruiser, but like a fucking huge ass ship. A huge ass ship and just holds it down and brings it back. Okay, they that, just took a massive shit on the last. Which movie. I, but it gave me. Do you know what vibes that that scene gave me? Um, was uh, um, Sam uh, as. Um, oh, Star Killer! Yes, as the yeah, Star Killer with Star with the Star Destroyer. Destroyer. That, that gave me. Oh, this is one thing because I would love what, what what I was leading is I would love a dark Empire conquest of Vader, of Vader just taking over systems and and being because we get a little like remember when he's in the village looking for Obi Wan and he like he's just fucking choked. killing people yeah. for fun. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're talking. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's, there's one comic that I think would be perfect, and it's called, uh, it's like Blood Prison or something, but it's right after the Empire is, like, established, Vader's just been put in the suit, and they send him to this prison because there's been a riot, and they need to get it back down under Empire control, so Vader goes in alone and has to, like, quell all the prisoners, and he's, like, learning about his new powers and everything, that would be the perfect TV show. Dude, also, I mean, obviously, us being just, like, total old canon nerds. It'd be so much fun to get a death, like a death troopers. Oh, yeah. oh you know, fuck! They just put out the the Come new cover put that art in or whatever season two. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, a visions, fuck. a visions, like zombie, would be just an amazing. I I think we're past the point where people give a shit about canon. Like like you can put out a thing that going and just say this is not canon. We just wanted to do it, and people will be super fine with it. Well, it I and mean, Death Troopers would be perfect for that of just going, "Hey, this is not canon to anything we're putting out now. We just thought it'd be fun to put out for Halloween." Which is, here's but Death here's Troopers. a real thing that was written. Yeah, and was canon. Uh, I even oh, think. Death well, I think I think Death Troopers was like the questionably cover with the the stormtrooper with the helmet half, half thrown off with the with the, with the, with the oh. new the new cover is actually pretty cool too because it's like they did like the ex- essential legends novels which are like bigger or whatever and it's literally a, a stormtrooper with half of its helmet off it's like zombified and it's like yeah. coming at you with a blaster we like, found a three D print of a Death Trooper that looks just like that oh, it's yeah. fucking sick there was one thing I, I will say and we're, we're almost out of time we're almost at two oh, hours yeah. but 
the one thing I, I'm feeling good because her first episode was like I can't talk yeah. about Yakuza Crisis Final, Final, Final Fantasy or any of that but now we're yeah. here now I'm here the one thing that I will give Disney Star Wars the credit that they deserve is that they have made Vader feel fucking terrifying that's exactly that's every why I said, single that's why I was saying place it was, it was he's shown deal. up it was a big deal for me to have Fallen Order Vader, like actually powerful because he's terrifying fuck Ray because like their those lightsaber fights are in, bad are so bad her like force power like she kind of kind of she like electricity's a a ship which, a which by the way ship. you need like they've that's a canon thing even in their new canon you can't just do that like it doesn't just happen you have to actively get to that point because you have to fully give in to the dark side to even go a little bit of electricity yeah like that's not something she could just accident oops my bad i charged her phone on accident yeah. like <laughs> she can't 100%. do that like fuck you! I don't give a shit if she's Palpatine's I mean, fucking because, illegitimate like, think love about child. How long kids are Padawans? Yeah, they're from from Anakin was a Padawan up until like what twenty fucking five, I think. Even maybe even younger. Yeah, but like even then, like most of the Padawans are from fucking birth. It's like oh, this kid is a t- is like a two year old. Like the first thing they learn is just to like understand the will of the Force. Yeah, they're I mean, literally like three year olds with helmets on fighting those fucking orbs that shoot the things at them. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and then and, and then the, the the other thing we they don't understand is that like is that Anakin is like is ahead of the curve. So him getting a pear and putting it into, you know, his babe's mouth is is like that's pro level shit. Yeah. By the way, like, if, if y'all want to keep going, we can because we can cut this podcast in two files and I can just put it together. So if you want to keep going, I'm fine with that. We're on a roll. Yeah, we are. Cuz Star Wars, like I, I could go. So, I on. mean, I will say this was a good year for Star Wars, um, with the exception he, with, being Boba Fett. Yeah, everything else is actually Tales of the Jedi was cool. I fucking loved seeing. Dude, I want to watch Count Dooku. I haven't watched that yet. I need to. I also really love to. I'd love to rewatch Visions. I, I, I'm always down for that. Visions. I still like, especially after seeing Cyberpunk. There was I think watching there was the two three trigger episodes that, that really stood out to me. One was the, the fucking drifter, the samurai one. The samurai one, which is so good, so good. The other one is the one where they all show up, like all these Jedi show up. Jedi show the lightsaber up. smith one. No, the the one it's, where it's, they all it's show where they up. They all show up and they're all red lightsabers, and then they all turn out to yeah, be the, Sith. The lightsaber smith, the guy okay. who makes the lightsabers, and then he sends them with his daughter, and she has to transport them up to the little comet. No, no it's a different one. one. It's no, a different it's one. not. A hundred percent, it is. It's they all show up. And there's like this one guy who's like, oh, like he's a young guy. And then there's a robot that greets them. And they're like, where is this Jedi? And they're all waiting for the lightsabers. <laughs> we'll have, all right, well, it looks like we're watching that tonight because we got we to gotta fucking figure Maybe. this out. But then, yeah, that was a great one. And the other one was was the, the duo versus the old man. Yeah. That one was really That good. one was incredible. I would love to see that expanded into a full series, actually. Have you did you end up reading the novel? I still have. Yeah, and then there's I also the, the the like the thirty second short Studio Ghibli uh uh with Grogu. Yeah. I wanna see them do like a whole season of visions. Well we're getting a vision season two this year. Of, Get Studio Ghibli shit. to make the next Ewoks. That'd be kinda fun. No, I I, I don't know. Ewok man. Adventure, yeah. Hundred percent. I I think I'm actually more excited for Star Wars ship just because of things like Mando, Andor, and stuff like that. Because we got Acolyte. Well, this Andor's year. got a great timeline because it's four years, so they already they say we're getting each, a season two. By the way, well, we're getting four seasons. No, it's two seasons because the second season is going to be the end because it's going to lead up into Rogue One. That's not what I heard. 
I, I heard I was I was seeing it's just getting a second season and then that's it. What I heard is that each season is a year, mm. and it's because it's four years. That was like their maybe I think that's what their starting plan was. Okay. Each season, it's four years since uh, the beginning of the Andor season. It's four years before Rogue, um, One. Rogue One, and each year is going to get a season. I hope. I mean, I want you to be right because yeah, I mean, again, that might have been their initial timeline, but if, I know that if they that can consistently keep up the quality from what I hear of season one to two and three and four, great. You have probably the best Dude, Star that, Wars thing ever. Oh, you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, you just haven't there's gotten a, around to it. There is this monologue that the guy who plays um, the villain, I guess, or no, no. Yeah, by the way, there he, isn't. He has he has that uh, like like um, there isn't like a like set bad guy, Swedish, right? Not Swedish. Like um, he's the guy who who's um, the the um, the Baron in Dune. Um, his son played Pennywise. Oh, Skarsgård. Skarsgård, yes. Um, he has this monologue that I might, I probably could just show you because um, doesn't give me, but it's 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 really kind of good. what sums up why I like Andor more than Mandalorian. Hmm. And he's meeting with this guy who's a um, an informant essentially, and the informant's like, "I'm out," and he's like, "Like no, like you, you're not out. You can't be out." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, what do you have to lose?" And he has this this monologue. And it gives me, I'm having chills right now just thinking about it, but it's this monologue of like, like what I'm doing. I like, there's no coming back. Um, and I like, I'm, I'm given into the chaos that is the fight against the empire. And it's this amazing monologue that kind of gives emotion and, and life to the resistance as uh, other than just the bad guy versus good guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just Incredible. That's what I wanted from Andor, and I'm glad that it is because, like, that's one thing that I've, I've always not liked about a lot of uh, Resistance era Star Wars stories. It's just like it's Resistance versus Empire. That's it. Yeah. This, I, from what I can tell, and what you said, and what other people have told me, is that like, no, there's like a good. It's it's like more. It's like aggressively like there are people being pushed down, but there's like people who fully believe in the Empire who are not pieces of shit. They're just. It's what it is. Like yeah. that's that's what they believe in because they're not they're not seeing the shit that's being done. Uh-huh. And like you see now, also people who while they're being pushed down, they're like, "Look, I'm getting f- food. I'm I'm not dead. So let me stay here. I'm kind of cool with it." It's so good. I'm I mean, glad they put a, some some thought into that because that's what I wanted. And then I wanna I wanna bring it back to Obi Wan real quick because yeah, that, that's been my highlight of Star Wars this year, just because. I can talk shit about the prequels all I want. I still think episode two is terrible, but I love episode three because of what like, and then my love for the prequels is even more so as big as it is because of the Clone Wars. Seeing I'm a Phantom Menace kid. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I, I I love Phantom Menace. It has its cringy moments, but like it's it's not, the Attack of the Clones is terrible. I I rewatched I them. Mean, no, I rewatched all of them right before Obi Wan to get like okay, I'm gonna watch it. Fuck, Attack of the Clones is hard to get through. Because ev- every is, is actually uh, Phantom is, is good. It's so good, and it's and, good. To, and to be blinded by like a cringy kid and and Jar Jar, and Jar Jar. which is, Jar Jar is not that bad. I'm gonna honestly, say it. He's, good. he's, he's not uh, that bad. You know who Jar Jar is? He is he is like the BB-8. He is the um, what's he's the, the mascot Porg? character? He's the Porgs. Yeah, like that's uh, that's what he is. But they just gave him voice lines they gave him voice lines instead of like a pork just going <laughs> and then someone said this guy for senate i believe in him which was the but, dumbest idea no, they had. because they, they they gave so much light into like mm. 
what lightsaber fights look like. Yes. Like, I mean, they gave... Honestly, that, the that, only that... movie to show um, Force run is... is, is <laughs> it's true. No, yeah. you're right, but I just love that it's this little... It's, it's awesome. It's so awesome. That's it, and we it's never so see it awesome. <laughs> You'll be like, well, they can jump like 30 feet in the air. They can Why also can't run just... like Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Why can't they just... Yeah, it's, I mean... I want to see some shit like that in... Vision season two. I want to see a guy do the fucking katana thing with a lightsaber. Like a fucking doing... force oh, run. Oh, what? What is? Well, what? I mean, they did that in season one. Oh, you one, mean like de- like a enhanced. demon slayer, like a yeah, yeah, demon slayer, little... water breathing or force breathing, blood sprays. <laughs> yeah, he does the force force run. He's not gonna spray blood because the wound cauterizes because of the lightsaber. I don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah, the yeah. blood spray. I don't care. They did it in season one, but it was because of her special little boots. I, dude, the thing with Obi-Wan, though, it just, the way, because with the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, those are the, those are the, that whole thing of Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship, having all of that, and then just seeing, like, seeing the two actively meet again, and going. And I love that you get, you get the rage from. Yes. Anakin like seeing him like but also but also there's that moment where you're like you see the conflict within him which is because that's the whole that's the whole Vader Vader has always had conflict within him I haven't played it but the VR like Vader VR of all time thing has a really good moment where like he gets to see Padme again I guess I don't know if it's force ghost it's like some weird holocron thing and he he like reaches out and tries to caress it and then it like flickers away and then he gets so fucking pissed that like the whole chamber that he's in starts shaking. Boulders are falling from the ceiling. The thing, the thing and that I love, like a crawl space, like the thing that gets me and what what really shocked me as much as it did was when you meet him again for the first time, and the first thing Anakin does is remember when you burnt me, motherfucker, and like lights all that coal on fire and drags him. And I was like, I was watching oh, it. I love, going, and I also oh, love the- fuck. I love the like, fear in Obi Wan that it's it, yes, it, but it's not fear of Vader. It's fear, it's fear of what of his past, mm-hmm. of his decisions, and that's that the emotional turmoil that 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 Obi Wan goes through is so good and vivid and and acted out so well. It I again, Ewan McGregor did such a good job with it. To me, okay. Oh, I love that little scene where he's standing in in, in the desert and then he sees he sees like the mirage of Anakin. And then it goes, oh, yeah. because they tease it before you get to it. And you're like, oh, oh. The, the thing that gets me, and this proves it to me, is that while I love, while I do like the prequels, they needed a different writer than George. And I think it would have been way better because, in, in case in point, they have great actors in the prequels, but they're saying these lines so stiff and like. Have you seen that whatever. weird? It's an, I don't even know how it was possible of, of Anakin meeting his in laws. Video, with no. Oh, you mean the in episode two where he meet where to go rescue his mom from the sand people? No. It, oh, his in laws. So he meets Padme's parents. Oh no, I'm not. Oh, that was a deleted scene from two, right? They cut out a lot of that. It's incredible. There's a whole like storyline there even, that just got montaged. Even that gave gave it like I was like whoa. Even like, that because then there's like. More reason some, why episode two reason, is complete shit. For some reason, the acting and dialogue of that was all like good because it also shows that Anakin's like really uncomfortable because he's like a Jedi, but everyone kind of knows that like the, that everyone they also know that like who Padme brings home a boy and they're like 
yeah, she kind of likes him, but they're like, oh, he's a Jedi. There's a, uh, a cut line from, I think it's Clone Wars, where um, Obi-Wan explains that he knows about Anakin and Padme, and they just didn't do anything with it. It's like, well, cause they, yeah, I've seen I, that. It's like, I know, and he knows that I know, but to keep it. To keep our relationship going, we both don't say anything. Well, about doesn't it. isn't it because in episode three he like has to go like I know, like isn't that what it? Because in the the line that they kept in season seven was was when Anakin's walking off, uh, Obi Wan just goes, "Say hi to Senator Amidala for me," and he like looks back and Obi just kind of gets in this look and just like like motherfucker, I've known. I mean, the, but they, I think, but I like yeah, the line you were talking about is way better. Yeah, hey, the I'm gonna be honest. I, I love I love the content we've been getting and this kind of makes me feel feel for some of the fans of the sequel trilogy is that like people had pro- like the prequels are still better movies than they are but like people had problems with the prequel trilogy but the prequels also got Clone Wars and like a bunch of added, added content context. that that made them better cuz like I'm going to be honest if it was just episode 1 2 and 3 and no nothing else I probably wouldn't like Revenge of the Sith as much as I do. Well like, I like also it, stuff with like Clone Wars is like Clone you Wars get- added to so much of that world where okay we get Obi-Wan and Anakin's brotherhood and it actually makes sense instead of just this little kid that he yeah, had to look after they, a while. Yeah, because they fought a, f- mm-hmm. a, war, a war together. together. Then you then you get to see the clones have characters. So then when, when Order also, 66 I mean, happens, there's amazing stuff about Ahsoka and Anakin. Um, I mean shit. There. Like even not even counting like Jedi people. The fact that Order 66 hurts me more now because instead of thinking of the Jedi that died, I'm thinking of the fucking clones that I like grew to attach to. Yeah. I'm like fuck. Like I literally when I watched before season seven had come out and that we didn't get any like answers Rex like that. I dude, when before we got season seven and we didn't know how all that ended, I was just like when I watched episode three again, I was like fuck, dude. What happened to Rex and Cody in them? What are, where are my boys at? And like that's what I was more worried about because like I cared. And so Dude, like even it's that little in thing context. in one where they show the truth. Dude, the truth so on fucking the street good. and Obi Wan. The PTSD I, fl- uh, flashbacks I hit. Freaked out in that that little and they gave it like five seconds. You know you don't see him better. When I you mean, don't see in, in that even though they could have been like immediately cut to a half an hour long episode of just him. Like live action with his clones. You know what makes it better? That clone was five oh first. It was blue striped was. and everything. So it that was. was one of Anakin's that was boys. Anakin's. I know. It's and like crazy. that makes it so much better. Who was uh, Obi Wan's? That with the wolf? Cody. Yeah, the Commander wolf. Cody with the wolf. Pack. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which Cody's in Bad Batch season two, which is why I'm gonna start watching Bad Batch season two. Uh, fuck Bad Batch. Fuck you. I like Bad Batch. Okay. I really liked Bad Batch. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. No, fuck you. All right. Dude. Give me. I, I know people were pissed about Omega and all the other shit. I liked Bad Batch. Hear me out. I know you obviously agree with me, and this is like me. You know, if I ruled everything, it'd be differently. But instead of Bad Batch, give me uh, Republic Commandos. Fuck yes. yeah! Yes. Fuck yeah! Absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah! Because you could be. Yes. It could still be. It could be. It's the same shit. It, yeah, it is. It's the same yeah. shit. But you don't have to have the betrayer. You could just have loss. Yeah. You could just. You could still have like emotional loss. Uh, between brothers, and they are still canon because they show up in Clone Wars, right? It's true. Or yep. Was it Rebels? No, it's Clone Wars. It's Clone, yeah, Clone, Wars. Clone Wars canonized a lot of shit, and now that Clone, because they pulled Clone Wars as canon, Disney kind of has to go. Okay, everything that was in that show was canon. Which, by the way, we were because so because they fu- don't have no, the fucking no, inhibitor hold on, chip. Hold on, hold on. We were so fucking it is close. Bad batch. We were so so fucking close to Kotor being canon 
in Clone Wars. There was we were be a Revan this scene. fucking close. They cut out a Revan scene and instead put Darth Bane in there. And I'm like, fuck you. But the fact that they're still shit. doing KOTOR stuff is I good. know, well, but I, like, I, because, we were this okay, close to just Revan just like, being the Bad thing. Batch, they're like, oh, we don't have inhibitor chips. I'm like, you're not the first ones, boys. Ugh. Was that, well... Do we know the new canon Republic Commando? Because the game isn't canon, but they're in Clone Wars. Do we know their new canon stuff? I, I don't think so. I don't think, think, so. So. I th- I don't think I the fact thing. that they're in Clone Wars implies that the game is canon. Okay. They just don't want to admit it. Well, yeah. I, I know the, the timeline or what the game's events aren't canon, because I think that it conflicts with some shit. But the Republic Commandos themselves are canon, which is yeah, honestly all I want from them. I want more, but like as long as they are canon, I'm like cool. They I didn't... need to play back through that. I got the. I mean, they're they're in. I don't know how much the the video game, you know, Battlefront Two says, uh, you know, to the to the canon of. I mean, the are universe. they? They were just a skin, though, right? Or were they no, in the story? No, they're, they're, no, well, in well, not in the story, but in Battlefront Two, they're a playable. Well, that's what I mean. It's like they're. It's um like it's just one of the many different like outfits you can wear or characters you can yeah, be. Yeah. Characters you play. Um. That's again. I with your little it, wrist knife. And that's get, the coolest and the, fucking and the thing. Only by the guns way. that have clips. Yep, they're the coolest motherfuckers. They ever. are. They're they're it's so sick. And to me, they're like the Space Marines. Even though everyone oh, else Star are Wars. like, yeah, they're the Space Marines because they're just above and beyond. I mean, that intro where they show like you were raised differently, you and your brothers, voiced by that Camino chick. Yep. Is that intro to that game so good? I'm really wanting to play some Republic Commandos now. I know. I, <laughs> that I, should be so fun. It's on fun. Switch. I, I almost. It's wish on I'd, Switch. It's on PlayStation. You want? I got the cool the physical. I have. I have the. I have the backwards compatible version on Xbox, so I can just boot it up whenever. But yeah, I another thing with with Star Wars that I'm like hyped for because it seems that's where they're pushing the new th- the new stuff because they've been doing High Republic in the books and novels and stuff. That's been their their big non non movie like stuff. It's just been all written and um. With with the release of the possibility of the KOTOR remake coming out soon-ish, I don't know when that's coming out actually now, I think got delayed, but um, with the push of that, Mandalorian, and they already canonized it in, in Clone Wars, but Mandalorian pretty much going full in on the Mandalore Wars was a thing, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh man, the second they announce anything KOTOR related that's like an animated show, a movie, a book, whatever, that's like, this is the new canon KOTOR, I'm gonna be all up in that shit. And while, 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 I, while I understand why people got upset at the, the sequel trilogy, this is where I'll be more pissed off if they fuck it up for me, is if KOTOR gets fucked up. Because that was my shit. There was a director, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Guillermo del Toro, who said like something like, anime is not just like like a like a kid's show it's it's like a medium yeah was that Guillermo I don't know if it was Guillermo but I, I, I I've heard the, the big quote, director I heard the quote you're talking about and, be, and, and he's right because like look at all the cool I shit mean, I anime's take, done so, I take so, I mean I think generally it, you know just with how like I guess this just speaks to the you know movie and television industry that that live actions are pretty hit hit or miss um, but I would take I mean all the things you've mentioned I take a I'd take a um castlevania animated is the best castlevania we've gotten in years i take you know the republic commandos animated mm-hmm. i mean it would be i mean i mean i think it'd be republic far commando superior. anime it would be, would su- be far, so fucking sick far superior i mean especially I, when you get like oh who's the one that's a sniper or like you know 
don't know. I don't remember any of their names. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't remember. They're it. so it, it'd be so sick. They're, the, I don't know, man. Just like the fact that anyone, like the fact that people can, like you can ask people, like, what's your favorite Star Wars thing? And Clone Wars is a viable option because of it being animated and like told a different way than like the Star Wars movies. I think shows, yeah, how good animation, whether it's three D CGI, well, like, whether it's an- hand drawn or whatever. You like, guys want to watch the Samurai Jack Clone Wars sometime? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I've watched it like great. It's eight times. I've, I've never seen the second part. But you I watched, haven't. I've watched. Have you gone fir- to the part with the uh, the the uh, the joust? The yes, jest? that's in that's in the first part, and that physically and mentally affected me for the rest of my life. It's so bad. I've been waiting. Even though it's kind of stupid when you think about it, it's all stupid, right? but it's so yeah, fucking it's cool. Stupid, but it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome that they that this this like horde of crazy cool like. You know, battle droids. If I, if I had are, a billion dollars, are lining dollars. up on bikes, and then you get all all the uh, the clones with their lances on the speeders, uh, and then you get the badass Obi Wan with his cloak and flying over the armor. He's got the fucking mullet. If I had a billion dollars, I would just pay you and McGregor to make that in live action. Well, like, like a it makes clip. it makes me a little bit sad. So they you know they revive Darth Maul, and Darth Maul is to me is really important to me because of how important Phantom Menace is and everything from how they led up to it, how they showed, you know, this Sith that was from Dathomir that's badass and then you only see him with one a, a single-sided lightsaber and then the very final fight he pulls out the double and it's it's the most mindfuckery thing of all time for me. Yeah. And then we get so much out of Rebels and Clone Wars of him getting alive and I just am thinking... Well, with Obi-Wan being so good in Mandalorian and Andor, I would have loved to see um, a live-action um, Darth Maul again. And that's the fucked up thing. I feel like they set that up in Solo, and Solo yes. did bad, so they were like, never mind. Especially because they gave it the perfect combination with the... the the Ray Park. Or Ray, Ray Park is the, uh, the, it, the, the model. Is the and physical. Sam and Sam as the fucking voice. As the voice is the perfect comp like it's this yeah i just so i would love because they did well with that i'd love to see that you um, know they i we we talked about shit not being canon and like just you know like visions and all that stuff i still even though it wouldn't make sense to the canon i still want them to do uh force unleashed with sam Whitwer being the star killer they never just, finished the story i just just give how me does that. it end again well it's well, two ends with with he gets juno back and they capture vader but then you no get it, it, at the end of two they capture Vader and they don't have Juno. No, no, because she she is she's alive because he he like she's alive. But there's multiple. But they don't there's have multiple. Her. There's multiple. No, 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 she, they they take Vader to go and find her. No, no, because she was there at the end of the thing and Vader like kills her. But and aren't depending, there multiple depending, endings? Yes. For the light side of, ending is always the canon one, and it's the light side ending is they capture Vader because he doesn't kill him, and Juno lives. If What's the, the dark, dark side, side ending is you go to kill Vader and a clone stabs you and now and, and then kills Juno and Vader and him go off in the sunset to kill everybody. And then there leads to a DLC where you can kill uh, Leia because but she took over after Luke because you can kill Luke in the DLC in the first one. Yeah, but it's weird because it's like that's not canon to the second game's ending because it's a follow-up to the first game's DLC. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's all fucking mess. It's all stupid. The, the, the canon ending to both in the first the first game is Starkiller dies and sets off the rebellion because he saves people. 
congratulations. The second one is, is he a clone or not? We don't know. And and do, and then at the end, it's like, does it really matter? You can still just live. And he gets Juno back. They capture Vader, but Boba Fett followed them. And then they're like, oh, to be continued in three, which we're never getting. And then Boba Fett's a bitch. In Boba See, Fett. that could have been the cool way to show Boba Fett as a badass bounty hunter because he was only there slightly into. Yep. They showed him off as like the a, a central villain, well, and then he never showed up. I also don't understand. Like, obviously, in good stuff, there's character growth, mm-hmm. but when everything's defined with like drastic character growth, it ruins. It's it's you know like, and, and I think it's also true. It's like, you know, you, there's I, people that that grew up. You know, like there's like real sad stories of people who grew up. You know, like in in places and never got out. There's 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 real life of people without character growth and then having Boba Fett being like this changed around because he spent time with the with Tusken the, Raiders. The Tusken Raiders. I mean, the the thing that really fucked me up about uh, Boba Fett when he first came back in the Mandalorian is when he flies up into the air in his ship to release the charge or whatever, and uh, he sees the Star Destroyer and he's like, "Oh no, the Empire, they're back." And I'm like, you were fucking in the Empire's pocket. Every time they needed some wet work done, they were calling you uh-huh. asshole. Cl- what Cloud are you talking City about? Is- I I will stand by that I think people wouldn't hate Boba Fett as much. Like they still hate the stupid Power Ranger bikes. But they wouldn't hate it as much if we got if instead of going, here's our first Boba Fett in Disney's canon, is instead they go, We're gonna show you all of his adventures as the ruthless bounty hunter, starting from him as a kid after his dad died, leading to his death in six death and then if you would have seen all that and you could have Dude, easily me, planted like, seeds kids thing where like he goes and finds like the armory that even though he knew his dad was a bounty hunter but you know like the shit where he's like finds all this stuff and he's trying to learn how to that had been great but also i think that like they kind of played into it a little bit but not as much as i i wanted the series to is that like revenge towards the huts yeah no i again i I would have written. I I would have kept the Tuscan Raiders thing as a way for him to like mellow out. But like I mean, half the make, shit he did it, in I that, think it actually did make a little bit of sense of like well, he he got out, then got captured. You know, like okay. It also it also humanizes the Raiders. Is like they're not all slaving assholes. Yeah, just, it it's just a it's and just a race does of play people. Play into you know I killed them all, the women and children too. I would have much rather watched the Cobb Vance show than yeah, Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. I can't that believe just a real Cad Bane comes and just fucks him up yeah. in one yeah. shot. That was even that was though upsetting. to be fair, he Cad would. Bane's, yeah. Cad Bane's a, a goat, and he would totally do that. Yeah. that that's the thing is, I like, still wanted to see the the duel that they cut out of Clone Wars. Yeah, where he gets the dent. I but, uh, we're running really long, and I mean, I'm very fucking hungry. That's fair. Yeah, I, I want us to stop now. <laughs> okay, Bef- before I mean, before we stop, the second half is just Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Before we before we a get on, it, what 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 Star is? Wars. Oh, before we end it, what is your game of the year? Like the game you played, and you're like, this is it. This is the one that I played this year that trounced everything else I've played this year. Yakuza Zero. Hell yeah, dude. What's yours, Matt? No, you go first. I was gonna honestly, as much as like I. I don't want to say it because it's going to sound like a cop out, but Crisis Core. Yeah. Like that. Crisis like, Core is a I, good. If, I don't If care, I hadn't played Yakuza this year, it would have been Crisis I Core. I don't care how many times I play it. The fact that I'm able to see this game in the engine it's in, how beautiful it is, everything's voiced, and I got to, I got to fucking. By the way, when you beat that game, we got to talk. We got to talk. Is there, is there new shit? We got to talk. Oh, boy. Um, that fuck, dude. Like, I cried again. Three fucking times. 
That's it's my game of the year. There I don't care if it came out. In two, I don't. That means there's new shit. I don't care if it came out in 2005, and it doesn't count anymore because remakes. Fuck you. It counts, and it's my game of the year. What is yours, Matt? Cyberpunk. Fuck yeah. 100. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk. It, it. It. Yeah. I. I think people who are Cyberpunk fans or new fans of it will understand the next gen update changed everything, um, and it. It was amazing, and including Edge Runners, it just was like the full package for me every once in a while when i feel like i don't want to play yakuza or crisis core i'll boot up my cyberpunk save and just run around night city for a bit so good it's so freaking good and yeah i think i think edge runners helped it a lot more yes. in, mentally absolutely mentally for me than than just the next gen update well because it added context and now not even context well, i think it just it it, it fold out the universe and well, gave me that's kind of what i mean emotions is that- to things to I, me, Night City became more of a character because of Edge Runners. Yes, and then yeah, when I totally, play, when you play Cyberpunk, like, I'm this guy that's running around being a, a normal protagonist where everything works out for me. It's this city all, sucks. This city it sucks. spits you out. I am Fuck special, it. but also like shit's also super. It doesn't fucked. matter because nobody gets a good ending. In nobody that gets city. It. shit's already fucked. But uh, you, then you think like V is special because you see what happens to um to David to David. But I, then you're also like, actually, but V's pretty fucked too because of mentally what happening with Johnny and also what happened with, with uh, Jackie. With Jackie. And you're just like, yeah. So I think it just all of that, the duo has just, it was perfect. It was it was perfect game of the year for me. I, I swear on my new playthrough when I started that on Steam Deck, uh, as soon as they opened up the map outside of that first area, I was like, get me to Arasaka Tower right fucking now. <laughs> I immediately beeline for that shotgun. I got the shotgun, I got David's jacket, and I was like, I'm ready to fucking like, I think fuck there's them like, up. Edge Runner's update was like six guns. I think you it was get, six. Well, you get a pistol, you get the shotgun, you get a sniper rifle, you get an SMG and an assault rifle. Yeah, and I know you get Rebecca's specifically. Um, I don't know about the other guns if they were other characters, but I know you get Rebecca's shotgun, you get David's jacket. Those are like the of- official Edge Runners content. And then some of the. I think one of the guns is. Is it fucking. What's the dude with the fucking hands? And Rebecca's brother, I think, had a pistol, and I think that's one you can pick up too. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, so I also I, installed the the grenade fists like right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would yeah, that's my go-to. Pay respect to Maine. I always like. I always am amazed. Dude, that scene where they right, it's right after Maine. It's the episode after Maine dies, and they pick up that new kid, and David's like total fucking, goth fucking emo, jacked. and and then and then they go in, and the guy steps on a mine, and then the the other guy, big arms, comes and like goes to punch David there's you know Stan Devastance and just goes and you're like oh shit he installed the arm grenade too so good and it was Mains because Uh Mains was like oh you're you're never gonna be beefy enough to be able to jack this and then you know he you you don't see it but he goes through that work to get to that point of muscularity where he can actually put in Mains fist Mm -hmm. dude because it's I mean it's so cool because he like not only keeps on you know getting like uh more shit, shit more but he also on. he also like physically he really, he really getting yeah. chrome the fuck up yeah he yeah he chromed up and also like muscled up too i ah, it's such a good game and for sake of time there's the last question which is what is the most hype you're you are for this year like what game what movie what whatever like what's the thing this year that you're like i let's, cannot wait for let's that let's each do a movie and a game i guess 
or, or just show visual, yeah, visual. Show I feel like a lot some of us might say Tears of the Kingdom which I am but I just for for me sake and difference I'm gonna say Starfield um, I'm excited for because I know Tears of the Kingdom is gonna be amazing but I'm really excited for Starfield and what it could be yeah Starfield is more of a surprise yeah I feel for sure. like I'm, I'm kind of with you on that but for sake of a different answer I'll say Final Fantasy 16 okay that seeing the 14 guys get a mainline and and so far it looking like this is that return to form final fantasy sure it's not turn-based but like story-wise lore-wise all the shit they're doing it's like this is gonna be that game i'm beyond hype i'm excited for both of those and i am excited for tears of the kingdom but where i am right now ishan is all i'm thinking about Ishan and Gaiden. Gaiden. I was going to say, Gaiden's where I'm... Gaiden are the two... Ishan's good and I'm, like, hyped for it, but Gaiden is where I'm at because of, like, what it means for the story. Ishan Ishan for me, because right now I'm at a point where I'm Mm pre-Six, and I know Gaiden is, like, okay, you saw the ending of Six, this is what happens that carries on to the rest of the series. So the fact that I'm not at that point is what makes me not excited for Gaiden, but Ishan, Ryuji Goda is back, like... Obviously, that's my choice. Kuze's back, dog. So yeah, Ryuji and Kuze in the same fucking game. Media, though, if we're going visual media, I I'm gonna give a couple because um, I'm just going to. Yeah. I am no really rules. excited for me reading, finishing Berserk or catching up. I want to get 300 in the next month and a half. Are we even at 300? It's three. I think it's 340, right? Yeah. Yeah, three forty-two. I want to get to three hundred. I feel like that's a good a good mark for a podcast or something. But Last of Us, that's my that's what I'm really excited for this I'm year. Very excited for Last of Us. About to watch this first episode tonight. Uh-huh. So that's those are my answers. Uh, you go. Um, as far as visual media goes, I'm very excited to see where Chainsaw Man goes as a manga. Um, the Deadly Sins of the Ichinose family. I've been very into that. Uh, can't Seven Deadly. See- no. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, it, that's trash. Okay, okay, I, I just didn't know. Uh, <laughs> not, not, I didn't know what you were talking about. It, no, it, it's about this family that, like, they're they're not that close, and you don't know anything about them before this point, but they get into a, a car accident on vacation, and they all get an amnesia. And then they all go home, and they're like, we don't fucking remember anything. We just, you know, let's make up stories about trips that we took to try to, like, you know, jog some memories. And then they each go into their rooms and they find something that makes them distance themselves from the rest of the family again. So now they're all trying to figure out like what happened previously in their lives that, you know, tore their family apart and drew them away from each other. It's very interesting. And then, uh, my hero is definitely going to end this year. So I, I, I'm very nervous and excited uh, for that. I'm hype as much as I like season six was fine, but apparently season six part two is the vigilante arc. Okay. Yeah. So I'm kind of down to see that animated because that shit in the manga, and I hope they give it more. Elongate it, please. I'm happy if yeah, you do anime only shit. Put the filler this. there. Yes. Make another movie of <laughs> Vigilante Deku. Dude, I that part was so short lived, and I wish it was longer. But anyway, uh, I say mine. Or do you have any more? Or um, I mean that's that's pretty much it for me. We don't know when Sonic Three is coming out, do we? I think it's next year. I'm pretty excited to see the Mario movie. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, more Sonic Prime whenever that happens, too. We're apparently... It's it's already been greenlit season two and three. Not just... Yeah. Fuck yes. So, yeah. we're And, and I think season two is coming out this year. It's not like uh, we have to wait a while. It's like soon. 
Um, I hope it's like a Cuphead situation where it's like, oh, every few months there's new ones. Dude, all I know is that this next season is going to be a buddy cop film with Shadow and Sonic. Because Shadow's in now. He's not just a, a background character who just kind of is there. <laughs> yeah, he, he just kind of shows up every once in a while. Can we he's talk like, about how objectively right he is, though? It's he like, is. This is your fault. He's, he's the, <laughs> Sonic is the bad guy in this show. But um, I, I'd say for me, so more Chainsaw Man manga, because especially this chapter is just leading into like, fuck, I need more. I wish it wasn't on. I cannot wait to see the date. The date? I cannot wait to see Nayuta. She's uh, her and all the dogs are gonna be great. I I want I love I love by the way, Denji is such a shithead. But then you find out he's scamming homeless people out of money for his for her, and I'm like, God dang it! Like he's he's a good boy. He just he's he he's definitely gained a sense of responsibility. But he's not he's not a saint. I I love I just love where they're going with it, and I'm hyped for that. Bleach Thousand Year Blood Wars Part Two is coming out in July. And part one was fucking great. It was so good. And part two is... This is where I think... The first part of part two is still in the good parts of the arc. The end of part two is going to probably show us... Okay, are you going to start changing shit to make it make a bit more sense? So I'm hyped for that and to see where they go. Because it's supposed to be four parts. And then uh, I'd say probably last is uh, just some new anime shit. Like Soul Leveling is coming out. Tower of God Season 2. I don't know, just new anime stuff. Like I'm excited uh, for One Punch Man season three. Yeah, now that it, now the map has got it, fuck yeah. yeah, that I'm hyped for. Even though it's not till 2024, this is kind of cheating. But Kaiju Number Eight is getting an anime adaption, and I'm so hyped for that. I want to see uh, Loser Ranger get adapted. Isn't it already? Didn't they get a trailer showing it's gonna it's gonna get animated? I don't know. Or am I wrong? I I mean I I remember seeing a trailer and I thought that was it, but it ended up being Kaiju Number Eight. Loser Ranger I, looks fun. That looks so dope. The the manga for that. Kaiju. It's so good. And the main character is a middle-aged man. Like there that. It's like, oh, sick. He's not a 16-year-old high school boy. Jay-Jay Fucking hell yeah. Anyway. Well, oh, sorry. I was gonna, that's about it. To just end it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Also, hey, shout out to uh, Spy Family. We've been watching the hell out of that. So good. I'm glad so you guys hey, enjoyed that. That's another thing this year. The movie. We're getting season two yep. and the movie for Spy Family. Fuck yeah. All right. I just want to see your and Lloyd actually get together. They're, it's adorable. Yeah. yeah. It needs to happen. They need to bang. And it needs to be, like, excellent. <laughs> it needs to be excellent <laughs> when they bang. Anyways, <laughs> check us out on our socials. Uh, TikTok is side underscore quest underscore podcast. TikTok. Uh, TikTok oh, sorry. Instagram. Instagram is side. side no, side, side quest, quest underscore, underscore podcast. podcast. And YouTube is side quest productions. productions. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, that's something that happened this year. So we good on us. Streaming. We started streaming. We, good on us. We started making content. We're going to make more. Just there's been so much happening around if, the, if uh, the can, grindstone house that I, I'm so behind on so many things. If we can Same. like, if we can actually sit down, I want to. If we can like take time, like let's let's get another day or something, and like actually sit down and record. Like let's pick a game, like whether it's Sonic Adventure Two or whatever, and just record it mm-hmm. and have it like or a day where we like do like a, a day where we we just. Like you help no, or like oh. you help me make content. Yeah, no, I like I, I, where I you would. guys pick audio, find audio, we put on the computer, churn out a video, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah, this is all secondary, but I want it to be because you know, you know, it takes long to print. And I want it to be able to something I could streamline and sell and make us uh, some some side money. So, uh, check us out. We love you guys, and as always, take it sleazy.